Hi, this is RK Post, and uh, here I'm at GP Sydney 2019, and uh, you are going to listen to Seven Land Hand, and uh, listen very carefully, because they're going to say something very memorable, and if they don't, don't come looking for me, please. Thanks. It's Seven Land Hand! Woo! Brought to you by Good Games. Today, we ask if electro-dominance is a thing, or if dubstep is more of a club favorite. Mesmerizing Bedford is exciting Guns Roses fans desperate to use their illusions again. However, we're going on up to the spirit and the spires. Spirit and the spires. With more regenesis than a Phil Collins comeback tour. Oh yeah. This is Seven Lamp Hand. And here to discuss Carrion Imp and other 70s uh, camp movies, it's uh, Aaron Spawn of Graham Graham. Carry on, my wayward imp. Carry on, imp. With Carry on, Kenneth, imp. Kenneth starring Williams. Chevy Chase. You were, matron. And, and, and <laughs> that was terrible. That's, how it, that's the whole show. A series of great jokes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and more bed evil than bedevil. It's uh, Mishka Martel. I love that intro. Very flattering. Yeah. That's, oh, I said I was talking you up. I preempted that, didn't <laughs> I? Girls everywhere will be going, bed evil? Oh, Mishka! Is that a good thing? Uh, is the crowd for it? Not. It's not the. It's not the political climate at the moment. Isn't if that? you said someone was bed evil, you'd be like, "No, <laughs> no, no." For no. reference, Aaron shook his head. Oh, sorry, I was shaking my head. That I joke think, doesn't really translate to the. I think the behind aud- the scenes, audi- audio I think behind the scenes, Mishka goes in there all you know, black tie and and bow tie kind of kind of guy, like the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey. That guy, yeah. and then later on. Bit of bed evil. Bed evil. And or swing evil. That's a bit of silence. <laughs> God. Anyway, gentlemen, what have you been forming allegiances with this month? <laughs> oh, man. That's the, the best reaction you can ask for. Um, I've been playing... Pretty yes. much nothing but magic. I try to start up my... <laughs> hey, you're in the right place. Because uh, this is a magic podcast. I tried starting up my, my Nintendo Switch uh, the other day, uh, which uh, is very good. Um, but I don't... Sorry? What? Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Nintendo Switch. <laughs> so funny when he says that. Uh, it's like as if anyone would play it. I tra- right? <laughs> so, so, so I went to turn it on and I, and I, I was like, I'll try it try the new season of Diablo or something and just couldn't. I was just like, I could just be playing Magic Arena right now. And honestly, I've been fully and properly bitten by the Magic mm, mm, bug. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like doing anything other than playing Magic Arena. That's actually relatively rare for you. Which Actually, is rare. I, like, I usually dabble in magic. I get hyped up just before a GP and then it drops directly off. We played a gosh darn limited GP of this format and yeah. I went home and I drafted it on my computer again. <laughs> what is wrong Couldn't with wait, me? right? Yeah. Couldn't wait. It's my just, level of magic involvement. Yeah, which is, mm. which is just Mishka's constant state of mind. But I don't know. I think you underestimate how much magic you play and you're involved in. in. It's, you know, compared to the average... Magic player Joe, I you think are you around to... it a lot. I am around it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, but even still, in this in these allegiance days, I think we're all. Uh, are you, have you upped your amount, Mishka? Um, kind of. Or you is there, off is a there little, no? Actually. Yeah, I've dropped. Is there no room amount. to go up? <laughs> for you, no, well, that's, honestly, that's right. every time we go to a Grand Prix and Mishka's there, Anthony intru- introduces Mishka to all his pro player friends as 
this is the guy that plays more magic online than you. <laughs> and the guy's like, no way. And Mishka's like, yeah. And Anthony's like, yeah, believe it. Like, <laughs> like Mishka plays just so much gosh darn magic. So I haven't recently though. I've been away. Yeah, not, not I've been uh, on holiday, which is amazing. But then I've been shifting and now I'm finally getting back, back into it. So it played. did leave a hole in all of our lives because we were going, well, would Mishka think about this? And it's like, well, he's not here. We can't. Yeah. We, we to can't go, find I out. I got back and I had no idea what was going on in Magic. <laughs> yeah. I got back and I was like, oh, I don't know what's good in draft. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's really I, weird. And and more than ever, I, I don't know. This is like later pod talk, but more than ever, I'm not really consuming as much Magic media. I used to just uh, my playing was reading articles and watching videos and um, don't say say talking reading the stories don't say that bit and not reading the stories and listening to podcasts and stuff yeah but this time it's like i want to do it i want to learn everything and when i lose i'm like how do i teach myself how to get better at this (laughs) and i think magic arena has really become an arena for me to to do that and really enjoy the process and i think before just beating my head siphoning money into magic online yeah. i did not enjoy that so much i think that was that's one of the things i'm most excited about for the later in the the topic discussion part of the podcast is what we were talking about is that um like trying to we we, we started off we were talking about this off off air uh we started off thinking okay uh, assess the set start playing the set got comfortable to a certain point with the set and then we got to a point where we felt like we didn't know anything about the set and had to relearn it or readjust to where we are. And now that's kind of like a normal learning process, isn't it? It's like as you grow up in life, you think, okay, I don't know anything. Then you get to a point where you're in your teens and you think, I know everything, don't worry about it. And then you, if you keep going, you realize you don't know anything about anything and you become afraid of what you don't know. And then you, then the learning really starts. Yep. Um, and I think, is, is that what we've done with this set almost? It's I th- like, I th- those are always the best things about magic you think you know something about a constructed format you go to a gp and people just next level to you and you go oh my god i had no idea <laughs> that people could work on this level even the the gp that we offer where are they getting their knowledge from well we we often seven land hand we often cite the, the, <laughs> yeah. when mishka's on we often cite the the kl gp where we both did really well we worked on a deck did it felt like we cut through the meta like a hot knife yeah. and then uh unfortunately anthony lee top added that gp with a thing that was 10 percent or five percent better than it doesn't than take one when you get to the 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 top 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 it's, it's only it's a, a, it's it's a, a one a, or two it's, percent. It's, a, it's small percentages and, yeah. and he did what we did except one little bit further yeah. to beat the people who were trying to beat the meta that people were reacting to from the <laughs> yeah, previous weekend and and then you go oh god i know nothing like and you have to play that whole event with this deck, and you find it out as you go along. And you're like, "Oh my god, I'm so dumb!" But like, <laughs> but I really enjoyed that process, and and this draft environment and the draft environments I've enjoyed the most in the past, even the one I started with, which was like Zendikar. Everyone's like, "We think red black is really good." At the mm. pre-release, mountains and swamps, ow, because everyone just built red black seal deck. Draft, everyone just drafting red black, and then I was like. I'm going to draft blue-green because <laughs> no one's taking these sick blue and green cards. If you're the only drafter at the table, your deck is better than four different people trying to draft red-black, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And then everyone else started doing that and then you were like, oh, draft red-black again. Yeah. This is kind of like constant mm. learning cycle. Yeah. And this set is already feeling like that and it will continue to do so and then the new set will be upon us before we even know it. The thing is, I mean, maybe this is a chat for later, but I think Arena's got a lot to do with that, specifically yep. drafting on Arena. 
That That's is a, a weird big gripe thing. that I have, yeah. and I will talk about it later. Are we are we just going straight into Week in Geek? Have we still gone just gone magic talk straight away? Yeah, well, it's everything that we're doing right now. Oh, it is pretty much. I, I have is, watched is there some, any... I've watched some movies. Yeah, okay, yeah. Hot Tips. Hot Tips Hereditary. Right. On. On. Ooh, I don't know if it's on anything yet. I watch it on the plane. And you know how plane, uh, plane movies are just stuff that's just come out on DVD but hasn't hit streaming services yeah, yet? Yeah, oh, Or it's on HBO or something you can't get in Australia. Yeah, I watched a bunch of A25 movies recently, which is a really cool indie-style studio that just um, let oh. directors and producers do whatever they want with oh. script uh, treatments mm-hmm. and, and screenplays that they Good have. Good for them. Awesome. Yeah. So they have done The Witch, Ladybird, which sorry. These the, are these are the, the the names of their productions. Pro- productions. It's but not all, all the Witch, the movie. The Witch, the movie. Oh, that's one of theirs. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> so they so they did The Witch, Jeez. which was this cool New England oh, I know supernatural what, I know thing. What it is. Um, Goats they, walking around on oh, their hind fun, legs with goat eyes. Um, they did Lady Bird, which is a. Uh, the one Mishka's the, laughing. He's obviously not seen. This movie. Not seen it. It, was, it was terrifying me unbelief. Yeah. Um, uh, they did Ladybird, which is one of the uh, most critically acclaimed movies that came out last year about a um, teenage Ladybird. girl's oh, uh, sorry. relationship with her family and her mother and and coming of age Pixar, kind of story, Pixar, but maybe. done in such a good way. Bug Life Three. <laughs> sorry, am I, am I undermining what you're saying? La- la- yeah, Ladybird oh, sorry, Three, sorry. <laughs> the, the ants uprising, yeah. um, and then they did. Uh, so they. Just do cool screenplays, I think. Mm. Uh, the next horror movie they did was this one called Hereditary, which has Tony Collette in it, who doesn't usually do horror movies. No, nah, Sixth Sense. She was in. Well, it's not a horror movie, but it's like a thrillery. Thrillery. Kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. This isn't thriller. It was horror, oh, okay. and I watched it on the plane and was <laughs> just. Did you watch this on the way over to Sydney? Yeah. You talked to me about this, didn't you? I was. You were shook. I was a bit shook. I had nightmares <laughs> about it. I was shook, <laughs> shook beyond belief because I was just like, nothing real, really shakes me. Yeah. Um, but this was, it was shooked. F- fucked. I yeah. it, I cannot explain it in any other way. <laughs> Tony, you've it got really, a lot of answer for. Holy Tony. moly! The director is just had some really twisted ideas and really made them happen. And I was so happy and so sad. And so happy and so sad. Yeah. Sometimes. Anyway, watch it. It's great. I don't know if that was it's a hot bad. tip or not. No, it's Mishko, good. You got any other geek talk uh, besides the magic stuff? Because we're going to get red hot into that in a second, I believe. Yeah, not really. Look, my life's just been all about shifting house right now. So I haven't really done much, right. unfortunately. That's pretty yeah. geeky. You went over. Pretty... You went over. Oh, oh yeah, I went over. What did you see on the... What movies did you watch on the plane? What, did you, what were your selections? <laughs> No, what did you do when you went to Europe? What, what did you watch on the plane? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, at, at, was Atlantis still on? Crazy Rich Asians, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that on. was interesting. Bad. No. Yeah. By interesting, you mean bad, right? All right. Oh, it was. Sorry. Yeah. Wish I hadn't. Asked. I think it's for an audience that is not us, and it wasn't even made for that audience particularly well. So, yeah, yeah. I, I could have relate to a lot of stuff in that movie. I don't know if anyone listened to the podcast because you're rich, half Southeast Asian, and rich. Uh, my mum is and from crazy the towing giant in, fucking crazy in ass. Malaysia. They were not like, they were like PJ aff- affluent. What, pajamas? Patowing Jaya, the, the region of Malaysia, oh, I just said. Oh, okay. um, the, uh, they weren't poor. Who's this? Your parents? My or? grandparents oh, were from okay. Malaysia. Yeah. Um, some of the stuff in the trailers and from what I read of the synopsis I could relate to, but um, I think a lot of it's like hashtag Singapore problems where it's like really affluent, crazy rich Asians 
mm. not really relatable for a lot of people. So I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. You know, why did you watch that movie? <laughs> I, <laughs> it was there. Yeah, it was that. You you watch weird things on planes for sure. I watch a lot of rom coms on planes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Do you? Why, why do you want to do that? Have a cry. <laughs> yeah. I'm not joking. You know how you, you feel like, like crying in front of strangers on a plane because you never see them again. It's the safest uh, space. It's the safest space. Yeah, have a cry about nothing because, like, in the planes, I feel like the pressure is pushing all my body. Cry way easier than normal. Oh, it's you're a bit drunk. Out of you. Yeah, you're yeah. a bit drunk. <laughs> the pressure pushes the tears out of you. You have a bit of a cry, and you go. Yeah. Why the hell did I just watch that romantic comedy that I cried at the end starring Daniel Radcliffe? I don't know. You got off the plane, feel great. 14 strangers stood up and pointed and laughed at you. That was what you did. No one's pointed and laughed at me yet. So it's been pretty good. It doesn't really matter. You're saying you've never been on a plane and people pointed and laughed at you? That happens about every flight for me. Oh, yeah, that has been on every flight I've been on you with. I did think that was odd. I thought it was just that one time. I thought it was quite normal. I thought, (laughs) this is just what happens. (laughs) This is just what happens. Oh, actually, that's the other thing I watched Equalizer. I'd never seen Equalizer before. Well, the old, the old 80s yeah, classic with yeah. uh, Really? Yeah, I'd never seen it I before. was joking. I was going for a way out of date reference, but I've, that's legit what you were talking about. On the yeah. plane. On what the plane. The equalizer and Equalizer 2. Um, I have no idea. Like, you watch weird things on planes. I just like saw it, clicked it, and watched it. Mm. Mm. I feel decent, actually. I didn't I'd, mind it. I, I just, I'd just like to tell everyone we're uh, professionally streaming tonight for the first time. Yeah. And uh, we, we have a. Producer Tamlin. We have a producer. Producer Tamlin. In the house. Give us the hot news from the chat. Yeah. Oh, no. That's what made me think. I've, I've looked up the reference. It's, uh, I'm feeling like Tamlin's a bit like Janine Melnitz from uh, Ghostbusters. That's the secretary. Ah, you know that time? You know, what, you know when someone asks a question, Roz she goes, from Frasier. We got one! You know, that's when someone asks a question. That'll be Tamlin. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which go. is weird because when we were going pilot stream, we had all kinds of weird stuff going on the chat line. Yeah, some people saying their laptops were hitting their balls and their mum bought a ball warmer for them. It was weird. And could people stop warming their balls? Yeah, go back to Magic Episodes for that one. Uh, yeah, that's episode 137. You'll hear us referencing that. Anyway, look, it seems like we're short on Geek <laughs> Talk because we've been playing so, so much gosh darn magic. So why don't we talk some gosh darn magic? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Did I clean that up enough? Yeah. Yeah, you clean Saying right. gosh darn is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gosh well, darn. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, what I would like to say. Sorry. Just before we, before we go any further, uh, just bring down the tone. Sorry, a little bit maybe. Uh, before we continue, I just want to say everyone here at Seven Land Hand would like to send out our condolences to Tash McFarlane's family and friends. She was a local gamer, friend, artist, and colleague had a tough fight with cancer over the last few years and um, we're all very sad to hear while we're at the sydney gp uh, that she recently lost this fight uh, tash uh, illustrated steve heron's book maximus which you can get from serenity press and i think if uh, any artist were to be asked they would always like to remember for their art so go buy a copy uh, so I don't, I don't want to say this episode to Tash because she would be probably be the first person to say i don't want a seven line hand episode uh, <laughs> done in remembrance of me because Gosh darn only knows what could happen. I think but, um, she was one of those people who was so lovely if we'd said, hey, we can dedicate a podcast episode to you. She would have been like, okay. <laughs> so in the, spirit, listen to in it, the spirit of that, we'll, we'll try to do this one in honor of Tash. And if it goes badly, Sorry. we rescind that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And uh, now on with the pod. 
advert. Every month, Good Games and Seven Land Hand give our listeners a special offer and the chance to win the game that we review. This month, it's Dixit. In February... And February! While, in February, and while stocks last, Good Games are giving Seven Land Hand listeners 10% off Dixit. All you have to do is Van Gogh your into way. your local Good Games store and state the password for the rabbit meeples. If you miss out, you'll feel more farty than arty. Don't darly <laughs> for the rabbit meeples. It's time for listener questions. We, we rode into that one, didn't we? Because <laughs> <laughs> Dixit's got art in it. Jesus. Was Jesus in Dixit? In Dali paintings. Oh. Don't Mel- Dali. Jesus. Melted watches. Cut. Listener questions are here. It's time to ask some nepotism questions. Nepotism. People from people we know. I mean, no, don't know. Strangers asking. Oh, listener questions. Uh, here we go. Um, We've got a lot of questions this This week. is the most disastrous. I don't know if we can get through them all. I don't think we can. <laughs> this was disastrous. If you're listening to this right now, you really need to tune into uh, next month and get on some Buster Boost. You can win a pack of... Yeah. Is it if you religions? say that you heard us say this yeah. if you, in your comment next month, I'll send you another Booster Pack. Woo! That's Boy, just how easy it is. That's my personal collection. Okay, so three questions today, unless someone chimes in on the uh, video stream. This Producer is... Tamlin? No, she shakes her head. She shakes this is head. video stream professional version 1.0. Uh, but anyway, Buster Booster, uh, listener questions. Here we go. Who's going to win the pack? For three people we absolutely have never heard of before. Number one, <laughs> uh, Jamie Lawrence has uh, chimed in to ask. Who's that? I don't know. Obviously an avid listener that we don't know. Jemois Laurens, yeah. I think he's French. I think he's French. In an all-out, no-holds-barred war to extinction, which guild wins? Nicol Bolas. And who comes second <laughs> after Orzov? Who comes second after Orzov? You've answered your own question there. I, I'd like to expand on his question and say that's across all guilds, if he's not saying that. I think, you know, from... The answer is... Boris. In the game of guilds... Are we talking magic cards or guild philosophy? No, no. I think I think in what he's saying story. is like, oh, in if the story. You, oh, is he? Oh, I thought he was saying um, like if you if you got all of the guild colors and you played the ble- best deck you could across all of the guilds, who wins that championship? Nah, he means in nah, the flavor. He, he in means the story. He? flavor. Yeah. Okay, well, that's two questions then. Let's do them both. The answer is, I think the Gruel probably have the most raw power. So you think they're the ones power. destroying? They're just destroying they're just the destroying city. They've got no coordination, just shuts no coordination things down. For sure, yeah. Like government, just like pff, you know, I'm not doing it. Gruel, put them in jail. They don't have a courthouse. I know, Gruel but smashing. I know, but when Gruel starts smashing, you just go put them in jail. They're fecking about a bit. They're rebelling. We don't want to listen to that. Lock them up. I, I, I do think it's something like the Orzov or, or the Demir or someone insidious that just kind of everyone else kills each other. And then and they're they just left. win at the end, yeah. yeah. Or the Simic. I mean, they can make all sorts of wacky things. And there's the under, there's the seas, yeah. the seas of Ravnica as well. Seas of Ravnica. Okay. Seas. Oh, no. It God. definitely wouldn't C- be the Ravnica. Seas, S E A S. They're having oh. too much fun as it is. Yeah, they'll just. Who's having too much fun? Rakdos. Oh, yeah. They're, not they're just party town in a yeah, weird exactly. way, aren't they? They don't really care, I don't think. Boros might, actually. They're just good. The whole shtick is that they're an army, right? They have strength, yeah. Oh, yeah. true. Yeah. Organized army. Gruel's more like a little bit flinging things around and hoping it lands. Boris are a bit more 
Mm. It's mm. going to happen this way. Exactly. M- uh, militia overthrow of the government Azorius. Mm. So that, it gets rid of Azorius. Mm. Happy with that? Yeah. What do we What yeah. do we decide on? Boris. Boris? <laughs> I say... Orzov. Well, he's ja- he's ja- Orzov number one. Number two, Demir. Hand in hand. Yeah. Insidiously. Yeah. All right. Here's another question from a guy we don't know. Uh, Donald Sutherland, who would... Oh, can't, couldn't be Donald Sutherland. Couldn't be a judge. It's from the... Uh, yeah. yeah uh, ma- non-magic judge, Donald Sutherland. Um, <laughs> is it ever correct to draft a two-color deck that's not supported in this set? For example, a Demir deck in Ravnica Allegiance. Mishka, I believe you have some insight on this. I gave Boris a shot. So specifically Goblin Gathering, which is the uh, three mana, two and a red for a sorcery that uh, makes two goblins and then uh, another goblin for every other instance of that card in your graveyard. So the second one you'd cast would give you three goblins. Uh, And I drafted just like a... It was basically a base red deck. How many did you get in your... You got uh, five of them. Right. Um, so if I cast the fifth, that's one, as good you know, a run as you're probably going to get at it, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. How early on did you did you decide to do this? Well, it was towards the end of pack one that I should pick yeah. up two in a row, and uh, then pack three I picked one mid pack, and then another one at the end of the pack, and then I just picked another one quite early on in pack five, uh, th- uh, pack three. So it was sort of like an ongoing accident that you were yeah, having. Exactly. You thought, Let's do it, <laughs> and then I just picked some like uh, early drop white cards, and then a bunch of the spells that give uh, plus two plus zero. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just made like a, a tokens esque deck, like I had the like the red white aggro from M- yeah or M nineteen. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. like yeah, and then I had like the um the the orator. Is it the orator? Impassioned, impassioned orator that gives the gains life. life. Yeah, oh, creature coming in. Yeah, so it was just like a weird tokens deck that um, if I managed to get uh, goblin gathering into goblin gathering into the um, pump, you're spell, just going to get I loads won. of life yeah. because of all these tokens that are coming in. And a, mm. is, it, is, is it when a creature comes into the anything battlefield including under your control? Yeah. yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah. Just synergize so with like all of. It worked all right, yeah. but yeah. It wasn't fantastic. Like, it's not like it's going to catch your opponent off guard, really, is it? Because they're, they're not going to think that's incredibly clever or not. You're just playing... It might catch them off guard and they go, whoa, but not in the game. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, cool, now I play gold card. Do you have any of those? Yeah. Did you have any no, splashes? I've got all these gold cards. You don't have gold cards. Did he cards. splash for anything? Uh, I think I splashed for like a, the... Um Oh, the kill spell and mortify final white, payment. White black. Final payment, yeah, yeah. Final, oh, the other one. Just because that all final these tokens fits, around. fits yeah. perfectly. Yeah, in but it's 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 just kind of like to me. I think possibly it's not worth it just because all the fixing and all of the strategies in the set lead to you building. You should just build a three color deck. I think you should if you're going to do a red yeah. white, you may as well just add the other color in there and just prioritize fixing a, a bit more and play yeah. Mardu, which is like. White, black, red. Yeah. Or same with Tima. I've had a few drafts where I start off with like Chillbringer, Chillbringer, and then I go yeah. t- uh, pick a pick a red card, and I go, oh, it could be blue, red. You may as well go blue, red, green, because then yeah. you get access to all these gold cards. So I think I think last time, last draft I played was a uh, a Rakdos deck essentially, and then I got a, a Chillbringer, so I, sp- I and a Slime Bind, so I yeah. just splash for those because like, why aren't you going to play a chi- Chillbringer? Oh. It's like yeah. That's pretty good. So I did it's five. like a, a bit of removal in a way, isn't it? Or a bit of tempo play. I I did five zero with a Orzov deck on my lunch break today. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, oh. Uh, undefeated in there. Tell us that story again, Aaron. 
I went 5-0 uh, on Magic <laughs> Arena. Didn't drop a match. Wow. On my lunch break. In your lunch break. Well, I won the last two matches on my lunch break. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, that's the end of the story. No, uh, I, I had a whole bunch <laughs> Tell of... Tell us that story again. <laughs> <laughs> I had a whole bunch of blue cards in my sideboard um, and uh, just ended up... I had about five cards I, wanted, I needed to cut from my playables and I was like, if I cut all these blue cards, my mana will be much, 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 much better. <laughs> yeah. So I just cut all the blue cards. It was like high alert, two of the 1-4 bird, a chill bringer and um, something else. The Senate Courier? The Senate Courier. Yeah. Oh, I've cut that card so many times. <laughs> it's, it's, it's only good if you're high alert, like controlling. Yeah. Whereas this deck, it just ended up being black-white value. I didn't, how much- I didn't need any of that shit. Mm. So, oh. like, the, the thing with it is, if you're... Dra- I think it would be so rare that your draft winds up with that being the optimum thing you could have drafted mm. that you may as well not do it and end up playing the three-color um, combo instead. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I think we're getting a long way from the, way from the question, but... Um... <laughs> yeah, so far away. I forgot my own question there. Uh, Senate Korea. It's a 1-4. It's a 1-4. You can play to give Vigilance. Oh, that's what I was thinking about. Evasion. It's like with, the, with Evasion in this set, it just seems to be... Something that's uh, like, oh, flying. Uh, forget about evasion. Flying seems to be a great way just to win. You just play loads of flyers. Mm. And it's like something that we're, I think we've all discussed and all thought about doing. But it's not always something that sort of falls into your lap while you're drafting. But I'm quite often losing to uh, just a flyers deck. And especially mm. something like Senate Courier. How do you get rid of Senate, Senate Courier if you put in red? It's like it's three damage. Yeah. Or nothing, yeah. and he just keeps chipping away for one, and when you get I'm, two of them up there. It's two. It's just, it's a clock. Sometimes know? I'm uh, Rakdos or Orzov, and I have a pretty aggressive start. I've got a one drop, two drop, and then they play Senate Courier, and I go, I think I just have to grotesque demise that because there's no way I'm getting around that card mm. without building up a board and attacking creatures past it and it just blocking the excess thing yeah you can't attack with your x ones you can't attack with two ones three ones whatever just dies to all of them so your spirits are worth nothing your spirits are garbage so you have to get rid of it i think that card's actually incredibly relevant and one of the best just bodies in the format for size and when you mix it with high alert and you kill them you've got two out three mana four four vigilance you just eight eight and forget about it so good it's weird, isn't it? It's like very strange. different perspectives I, on uh, cards. Flyers, very good in this format. Yeah, um, but also because flies with a body can block opposing spirit tokens. Yeah. Okay, our last question from someone who we've never heard of before. It's uh, actually, he's asked the question, then he said it's not actually a question, but we're going to dive into it anyway. Just <laughs> say it in a questioning way. Okay. Go up at the end. Yeah, go up at the end. I don't even understand what the question is. <laughs> but you guys? Yep. I'm, I'm, ask, I'm asking you... Via Archie Cooper's brain. Sure. Does magic ever remind you of the babe? The babe. In in brackets, not an actual question. What's the babe? Is this to do with babe, the pig? Or is That's it... what I... I don't know. I, I don't know. That's all the information. Is, there's a, the card. The what? That's a prodigy song. Uh, it's, is, this is, uh, is producer Tamlin talking off from off Labyrinth. Mark here. Yeah. Oh, so I don't get the reference. reference. The Babe. Okay. Who's the Babe in Labyrinth? Is it David Bowie? No, no it's not David Bowie. He's the, he's the evil wizard, isn't he? Yeah. 
and then there's uh, there is a 1992 sports drama movie called The Babe, which is about Babe Ruth. Yeah, I don't think that that is what they're referring to. Mm. What sport did he play? And the Babe uh, from, from the Labyrinth. From Labyrinth. You remind me of the Babe. That's oh. what David. Bo- it's a quote from David Bowie. I unfortunately don't know that reference, so I'm going to say no. Magic oh, wh- doesn't ever remind me of the Babe. What we'd need is um, Labyrinth fanatic Daniel Byrne on the uh, on the um, show. I'm going to just play. I guess I'll just do the awkward thing and play the audio from this clip. It's it's yeah, fourteen. Yeah, it's fourteen seconds long, but we get to hear David Bowie say it. That's okay. So, oh, that's oh, that's it. Well, we've gone. On Does it require more context to know what he's talking about? I think that's what he's talking about, isn't it? Um, I say yes. Why did they make a board game out of that movie? That's very odd, Mishka. I know it. <laughs> does, does magic remind you of the babe? Not particularly. I, I'm I, yeah. Anyway, I think that's the best question. Uh, let's bust the booster and give the <laughs> yeah. booster away to him. Yeah. All right. We might bust three boosters. That was very short uh, listener questions, but we did what we could. Uh, maybe next month you can join in, win a booster. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've got... Oh, we is, have one is, more question. Is there some questions coming the in off the stream? Here we go. Hey. So, what is it? Producer room. Okay. So, Smart Cam just says, hey. That's all. Hey. Hey. Smart Cam. Have you got a question? Oh, is it? Please have a question. What's the question? It just says, hey. Oh, is that it? Who's... We'll answer it in the next segment, Smart Ham. Smart Ham, hey. All right. Smart Ham. Smart Smart Ham. Smart Ham. Smart Ham. Oh, Sam Markham. I know him. He plays uh, Magic in Store sometimes. Oh, okay. Probably him. All right. Lovely. Uh, Travis knows him. I mean, Wavis. (laughs) Wavis Childsmith. All right, we'll be back after this, and we're going to bust some booster brackets, S, boosters, maybe. We'll see how we go right after this. Bust booster! Mishka looked like he was going to join in then, and he backed out last minute. He went, yeah. no, nah, yeah. it's not for me. That's about that. All right. I well, was going to say, bust booster as well, and I was going to bust a booster. And what we've go, got this week is we're we're just... Busted a whole box. We've got a whole box of uh, Ravnica Allegiance boosters. We're not going to bust them all. Maybe we'll do a couple. Are you sure? Let's bust yeah. them all. 36 packs. 36 packs later. All right. I've got two packs out. And if you join us on the stream, you can actually see these cards come out live. So you can uh, see what you're going to win or see what you're hoping to win. Mm. And uh, no card we're talking about. if you just listen to this podcast at home, check the stream on in the background, video on demand on Twitch. Or we'll probably put it on YouTube as well. Mm. Does because this sound? It's all produced. Does this sound like a fire on Fortnite? I don't play Fortnite. No. Wavis, uh, yeah. producer Wavis says no. Producer Wavis says no. All right. All right. Okay. We're into the uh, we're into the uh, the pack, and we're going to start off with a. Ooh, that smell! It's very smelly. Every, oh. I think I said that every single. It always catches me by surprise. Mm. It's a very smelly set. Would you agree, Mishka? Uh, sure. 
He does. You haven't noticed? <laughs> no, no, I haven't noticed in the slightest. Uh, it's all the barge. Been drafting an arena. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, our first card is Knight of Sorrows. Uh, it's four and a white for a creature, human knight, 3 3. Knight of Sorrows can block an additional creature each combat, and it's got an afterlife of one. Completely fillable. Just. Fillable? Yeah. Filler. 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 I mean, if you want to fill it up, then sure. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, I it's played it early in the format because I thought getting a 1 1. Turns out playing five mana for a three no. three not worth it. Doesn't feel like it, does it? It's not no. good. Okay, equally impressive. Uh, Coral Coral Commando two and a blue for a three two. Uh, creature Merfolk Warrior, and um, that's it. Every time I see people play this card, I laugh in their face. Like you feel like you're gonna, you've like already this. won. <laughs> and then I that's... win. <laughs> no one has ever cast this card and then won against me. So. He's a filler League dude, ever. right, though, but he's got his power and toughness the wrong way around to make him kind of well, worthwhile. Even, even the green one gains you some life when it comes into yeah. play. And you, you just, yeah, you, like, the brush stride, the, is it uh, brush strider? Silver and brush strider, yeah. I'd yeah. rather lock it over that card. Yeah. So, yeah, this card's real bad. There's Lockets. no Merfolk synergy, even. That's a, yeah. Lock, Lockets is a discussion for later. Gravelhide Goblin is one and a red for a creature Goblin Shaman. He's two. He's a two one, and he's got three and a green to make Gravelhide Goblin get plus two plus two until end of turn. I started really high on this card, and then I realized it's just bad. I think uh, the other two drops in the set are so good you don't need this. Yeah. If you're Gruel and you have no soraform hybrid so you've only got one soraform hybrid maybe play this but rakdos doesn't want two drops so much that it'll play a vanilla no and two it's two but you've got so to splash the green as well. if you're in rakdos as well if you're uh, in yeah y- yeah so you wouldn't play it without the second ability so rakdos doesn't even want it no. yeah yeah so, bad yeah bad bad okay <laughs> this is going well Ooh. prowling caracal is is one and a white for a three one even worse. This is actually better than any of the cards that we've really done so far. It I've can seen, take down some bigger dudes. I've seen really good streamers yeah. four of this in their deck. Oh, really? Four? Because it was in the week where the Gates deck was the biggest thing. And if you go first and you go Gate, Caracal, oh. and they go Gate, 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 gate. then they play a spell. You hit them for you nine. Just, you've hit them for nine already. Yeah. Like, so... It's a reaction to other people being ultra slow and not having... Uh, this card That's sucks so right? much in a format where everyone's playing huh. mid-range with heaps of afterlife stuff, but this is a reaction to the ultra slow deck, so maybe you bought it in. So you really got to re- me- uh, read the meta then. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is, it's, it's a meta-dependent card. It's a super card. risky play though, isn't it? It's, it's, it's very risky, yeah. yeah. But, but I saw enough people putting it just as a serviceable two-drop in the Orzov decks if you don't get enough oligarchs or Orzov enforcers and stuff. Yeah. But you but sometimes you just need a thing that can trade for a, a four three or a three three. Such a weird well. set that we're even considering this card, right? Yeah. It's, it's I've remarkable. played I've played every card apart from Coral Commando here and been happy with it yeah. in the past. But it's very context based. I've not played the the Caracol yet. It's, it was okay for me. Okay, our next card is Gift of Strength. One and a green for an instant. Target creature gets plus two, plus three, and gains reach until end of turn. That's a pretty stock green kind of uh, trick spell. Um, how does it fit into this set? I quite like it, actually. Uh, not as a, as a high pick or um, more than a one-off, but having one in your, in your deck just insulates you against flyers. Um, 
and the plus three plus three that can outreach a lot of other cards as well. Plus plus three plus three, yeah. Uh, and gains reach until end of turn. That's a bit overkill for reach, isn't it? But um, <laughs> hmm. um, we got an ooze token off the back. I don't know if that's preempting anything. And Ooh. a Simic Guildgate. Okay, uh, so Gift of Strength goes in there. Man, uh, Thirsting Shade, uh, one black for a 1-1 one, one with lifelink, and you can pump it two and a black. Thirsting Shade gets plus one, plus one till end of turn. The shticks it's supposed to be a spectacle enabler yeah. in the first few turns, but it just gets blocked by everything. Literally anything, so it doesn't even do that mm. job very well. This um, is the worst one. Like the worst after a one. good good stretch of one drops. I'm yet to play this card. Yeah. Whereas I played like mediocre ones like Spear Spewer. I've played it times. once, but it was just mediocre at best. Mm. You're best off cutting it and stick another three drop yeah. in or two drop and and filling yeah. your like mid range. If, if we think about um great commons like Soroform Hybrid. You pay six mana one time, you get a 6-6. Six, six. Mm. With this, you pay six mana and you get a 3-3 three, three for the turn. Yeah. 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 No. Um, yeah I think at all other costs, though, this card um, is too good. If you make the activated ability two mana... Oh, yeah. I mean, we've had that card really before, good. though, right? Yeah, yeah. It was... Um, but it didn't have life sliver, link. Not sliver, the um, Adrazi. Remember those Adrazi? Uh, there was a white, uh, black yeah. for a 1-1 one, one with Devoid and activated ability. Uh, yes, yeah, Sludge Crawler. Yes. Uh, that was actually that was really, really quite good. good. Um, it's it's funny that this is one of those cards that, like, it works at about, like, two and a half mana to activate it and yeah. give it plus yeah, one plus one. Yeah. Um, but two is too good and three is too much, so this card's just unplayable. Mm. Okay, it's it's a it's a thing about the the speed of the set though, isn't it? Is that you can you don't need to play a card like this because you can take two three turns to get set up. I mean, yeah. your argument with Prowling Caracal is that you can just get that out quick and mm. start smashing them in the face with it. But most games are going three four turns before you even start to get going. Really, yeah, you know, just sure. getting your mana base and, set up, getting maybe getting like, a couple um, of preliminary creatures out. Say your curve is Soraform hybrid into, let's be conservative and say like Rubble Belt Runner, mm-hmm. the 3-3 three, three that can't be blocked by tokens. If your opponent's on the play and plays Caracal, what do you trade for the Caracal? You don't want to trade either of those things for the Caracal. Yeah. So the Caracal's actually like okay because it's like it always trades up and the worst case scenario is they have a 1-1 one, one lying yeah. around but no one just has 1-1s one, lying around I just played my Thirsting Shade yeah. <laughs> thank god <laughs> I'll block that 3-1 woo I get a life woo oh um, dear Burning Tree Vandal this one's a bit more interesting 2 and a red for a 2-1 creature human rogue it's got riot and whenever Burning Rogue uh, Burning Tree Vandal attacks you may discard a card if you do draw a card it's got a little bit more to it. I quite like this card, um, specifically because if you're in um, uh, Rakdos or if you're in Gruul and you start flooding out, it's kind of sucky. Mm. So being able to just pitch extra lands and like trade for a, a, an X2 or whatever yeah. is fine, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think I started out a lot higher on this card because I thought that Riot would be a lot like better. Like you do, Riot, you do haste half the time and plus one plus ones half the time. But with this card, it's like every time I play it as a three-two, they know it's there. They leave yeah, guys you, back. You just it's, play it as a. As you a, get one discard off it realistically. Yeah, exactly. He plays a two-one uh, with haste. Get in there, discard a land, draw a card. Yeah. Um, Catacomb Crocodile. 
uh, is four and a black for a creature crocodile, and he's a three seven. This is like that that merfolk we had before. If I see someone play this card, I'm like, cool, I've won this game already. Oh, is it that harsh? This one's I think better, it's a bit better than actually that. blocks everything stuff. Mm. But it doesn't do anything. It doesn't, it doesn't win do you the anything. game. Yeah. Again, this is this Though this I goes play, into the. I play a lot of Wishcoin Crabs and Guilds of Ravnica, <laughs> and this is much better than Wishcoin Crab. This goes in the category of I might draft it one. I might draft one, and I always cut it. The thing about this set, though, is that you have so much fixing, and it's so easy to find splashable cards that you. I just don't end up playing cards like this. I'm not into colors almost ever. In this set. So I never have to play cards like this. Yeah, yeah. You just want a bit more offense. This is a defensive card, the whole way, right? Mm. You know, you're not attacking with this and going, "Oh, they take three. I, <laughs> yes. I, I in guilds draft did play a lot of blue red and did beat a lot of people to death with a with a wishcrowing crab. There's not the tools in the set to be able to get your catacomb crocodile through like three yeah. times to like tempo them out. It's like it's only defensive. Yeah. So weirdly, a three seven is more less aggressively leaning in this set than a two five was in the previous set. Like it's 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 odd. In fact, because it's because where you're casting it, it's because it's a it's a five, five mana three. card, and like we always said, five mana cards are pretty heavily contested. You usually have some pretty good options for five mana cards and it's not catacomb crocodile it's, <laughs> it's not, not. Yeah. it's not going to go in there uh imperious oligarch is a our first gold card it's a white and a black for a two one with vigilance it's a human cleric and it's got afterlife one now this is a card that i've seen just beat face a lot mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. if you've got a deck of like three or four of them in there and you just play them on turns one through four and attack if you're if you're trading with a with a two one with afterlife then you're just getting attacked in the air. Like you, mm. you didn't actually accomplish much. This card's yeah. really good. It's, mm. it's like a linchpin of a lot of my Orzov decks because you can get that damage through so that you can win with ill-gotten inheritance later. Turns into the uh, spirits so that you can keep your advantage going. So it's kind of like it plays. Uh, I heard Owen Turtonwald speaking about this today, which is like it's both a good aggressive card and a good control card. Because control is looking to eke out advantage any way that it can. And if that's trading for two creatures very slowly, sure. But also aggressive cards, it's like, take two, you want to trade? You don't want to trade, you take two. Yeah. You exactly. want, uh, attack for and two, you want to trade? You take two. And the then you get the one, one. And then you go deal with this as well. Really because you can, be, you can just attack and be like, do you want to trade? And they go, no. And then well, you can't attack either because then you're just going to trade anyway. So it anyway. swings, swings races. Yeah, exactly. J- just, just itself. Yeah. Do you, and do you, do you chump block more readily with this because then you want the afterlife creature? Um, Maybe not chump block. I'll trade aggressively with I'll trade, trade aggressively. aggressively. Yeah. So if they, if they, there's a 3-3. Three, three. Three. Nah. Unless, nah. of course, you're in a situation like we've got uh, an ill-gotten inheritance out and you just need the extra like unblockable damage, yeah. I will just chump block with that and attack yeah. for twice. Or, or if you have a dead rivals in your hand. And yeah. They go, and they go, yeah, attack with a 3-3. Three, three, I'll block with oligarch and they're like, Ugh, that's annoying. You're, like, you're, you're favored <laughs> because you get a 1-1 one, one that can attack immediately. You hit them with the 1-1, one, one, revels, play oligarch in the same turn. It's kind of like, <laughs> oh, you've got, got like a 1-1 one, one for free and another thing from your graveyard. So it's like the the tempo of that in this format is is super yeah. interesting. And like it's why Dead Rivals is a really high priority for me in, in Orzov yep. decks. Yeah. That's a discussion. For I, have, I haven't quite got my head around uh, Imperious Oligarch, but I, I appreciate the, it, its value. I think the um, 
what is it? The Pitiless Pontiff. I feel more comfortable playing that one, which is in the Pitiless same... Pitiless Pontiff goes really well with lots of copies of Imperius Oligarch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. um, we, uh, uh, in the 5-0 draft that I had today on my lunch break... What was it? I have, what did you score? I went 5-0. 5-0? I'm really disappointed in it. In your it. lunch break. I am also sad I didn't record it. Yeah. I also think it didn't go on my stats because MTG Arena Pro is down at the moment. So <gasps> my stats forever missing my cool... Wins. Speaking uh, of, if you play MTG Arena and you don't have Arena Pro, get it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's free and it tracks all of the games and stuff that you win and you learn a lot about yourself. Except the ones that you play at lunchtime on a different computer. On your lunch break at work. Um, the <laughs> very interesting thing about that was I had tr- three Imperious Oligarchs and every single time I played one on turn two, it felt like I couldn't lose because it just represents... Damage, blockers, attackers, um, like ways to get things back with dead revels and everything. It's just like, it's everything I want from a two drop. How about this for three mana then? Uh, it's a classic, Act of Treason. Uh, it's a sorcery, gain control of target creature until end of turn. Untap that creature, it gains haste until end of turn. I think we can largely skip this one. Yeah, oh. I, I played a lot of this early in yeah. the format with sacrifice outlets, but it's just... Hard to pull together. You need uh, a bunch of uncommons or some rares that sacrifice creatures, and it just doesn't come together as often. So as I don't. Can. I don't mind just grabbing a creature and smack them in the face with it. What's the uh, Rakdos one? The uh, mo- macabre mockery. Macabre yeah. mockery. Same sort of thing. I mean, that comes out of the graveyard. You that's plus an, two, and you to smack me that's them in the like an instant. The, burn the big spell, thing is that's, that's an instant speed spell, so you can use it to take a card out of the graveyard block. Mm. It's also like a half removal spell. Yeah. Whereas this card is literally sorcerer speed, going to take control of your creature and attack you for once, and they just go take it. I get my creature back. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of big. It depends how big the gruel creature is that they've just mm. plus one plus one. There's right? a lot of decks that just go stabilize behind gate colossus, and you go active trees and kill you. But it's more of a sideboard card to me. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, Okay, uh, our first uncommon is in this pack, Basilica Bellhaunt. It's a CCDD card. Um, white, white, black, black for a 3-4 creature spirit. When Basilica Bellhaunt enters the battlefield, each opponent discards a card and you gain three life. Cards are all good. This is amazing. Mm. I haven't played this Would one. Would you Have take you it over Oligarch it? in this pack? No. Interesting. You wouldn't? No, I'd take Oligarch. Um, Ooh, really? The... the um, wow, I totally wouldn't. Well, the, the Bellhort, it's, it's this good card, but it's much more mana intensive. Mm. And at the same time, I think the early pressure of the Oligarch is just better. Mm. Yeah, I think what I'm getting fooled again by the, the seven land hand post that zero people got behind is the whole spirit, <laughs> the whole zero, the spirit I think there question. There were like five comments. Yeah, it's you, you look at this card and you think, oh, a three four flyer, fantastic. <laughs> There's no flying. It's there's just, no flying. There's no if flying. If flying, it would be nuts. So good. So I know, good. but that's the this. But the casting the cost, isn't it? It's one of them spirits with chains. I think that I, ties it to the ground. Yeah, I think I read about this somewhere where it was. Do we have a seven mana, six mana, three four with flying, or do we have a hard to cast three four with flying for four? This is the hard, hard to cast, you know, because it's white, white, black, black. So make the casting cost harder, and then they can up the the power of the card. You know what I mean? Instead yeah, of making um, them, instead of making just the cost of the card higher, and I think that's that's better design. I think it is as well, and it's why they suddenly stumbled upon that. Yeah, uh, in 
M19. I keep wanting to call it Magic Origins. And M19 <laughs> with the triple color stuff. And then it came back with Guilds of Ravnica with the color, 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 color. Uh, so CCDD cards. And I was like, Devotion's coming back. Yeah. Because it's the only thing that explained to me this bit of design they'd never used before. But it just is them finding a cool way to design powerful cards with restrictive mana costs. Mm. Yeah, instead of us getting like 12 mana cards that do amazing things, it's, yeah. You just go, you can cast us on turn eight if you skew your mana base disgustingly towards <laughs> yeah. this thing. But like, I'm, yeah. I'm playing Kaya's Wrath in standard pretty easily on turn four most of the time. Yep. You just got to shock lands in a, a yeah. bunch. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Basilica Bellhorn, how do we feel about it? It's I, not a flyer, like it's just a three, four, and is a battlefield effect. I, I think it's like comparable in power level to Oligarch, but Oligarch is more reliable to... Cast, and so. also mm. early pressure is actually significant early. in this format because this format is a little bit slower than usual and having a two drop that is aggressively slanted and like trades into a one one flyer yeah. is really good yeah and remember it's discards a card the opponent discards a card so they just get rid of the worst thing on hmm. it's, it's late in the game it's like turn four turn five when you're casting this much so. better constructive card yeah which we'll get to later I, st- I, I i hear your words and i and i feel your your passion. I still, I'd still choose this one so far over yeah, I, over Oligarch. I'm, I just I'm, couldn't. I'm I just not couldn't completely sold on Oligarch, but it's still just between those two cards, and I think either pick is fine. Yeah, I, agree I with have. That. I'm yet to play uh, Bellhorn in this format, and I have Me played too. Yeah. a lot of this format. Uh, here's a card that won't change your mind about anything. Bankrupt in Blood is one in a black. It's an uncommon sorcery. Has an additional card to cast this spell. Sacrifice two. Creatures, uh, draw three cards. I didn't even know this card was a thing. I know it's one of those cards you stop reading and just ignore. Like I'm not even taking this. Sacrifice card. how many creatures? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, in the last few days, yes, you haven't. Some pro, no, no, it's been played against me. And some pro players on Twitter and on their various social medias have said this card's okay. If you're Orzov, if you have heaps of afterlife stuff. And out of the board against people who have things like um, Law Mages Binding. You've got so to be able to have loads yeah. of... You've got things lying around with yeah. Slime Bind and, and Binding on them, and then you sacrifice that and an Afterlife creature, and the bang, draw three cards. Yeah. It's a way to win a grindy matchup. But how do you sure. know that you're going to get have a whole bunch of Afterlife creatures at that time, and they've tied down one of your creatures you're a, and you can sack When you're them. a pro player and you sideboard into it, you know. But the people who have oh, played it against me on Arena in the net last few days have not been doing it right, and they go, <laughs> I'll sacrifice two creatures with no afterlife. Draw three cards. And I go, what the hell? Attack you with my with my, with a bunch of my creatures that I couldn't attack with before. What the hell? Yeah. Like It's literally a three for three, this this card, and you just sacrifice board presence for it. Mm. And people are just playing If you don't it. have afterlife. If you don't have afterlife, and it's just so wrong when you do it. Badly, it'd be, yeah. it'd be it's very useful if you're going if you're looking at your board and thinking, oh, I'm it's it's the board is is frozen, it's stuck. You're a head to head stalemate, but have I got that? I've described yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're thinking, geez, I wish some of these afterlife guys could die, die <laughs> yeah. but he's not going to kill them off, and it's just or whatever. And and then yeah, you can just use this card to just sack them all and get them up into the air. That is a use, mm. but but again, it's not something you're just going to put in your main deck. And you're not going to sideboard in unless there's yeah. Don't just throw this into every deck, like unless you've got a truckload of afterlife. If you've got a truckload of afterlife, I think yeah, you could play it quite. I never thought of that. You could play it quite confidently. 
Because you will with, get board stalls, right? The, the the best thing with Afterlife is when you get a tangible reward from it. And this is a tangible reward when the boards are stalled and you don't care about your board presence that much. Whereas get, like Yeah, you get two flies and three cards. I'd still much rather just trade my Afterlife creature yeah. though with yeah, one exactly. of their creatures. Me too. Me that too. sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, or Undercity Scavenger, which I've been rating a lot yeah. more recently. All right. Bankrupt in Blood. I which don't is know. like the biggest creature in the format. We've tried to form. sell you Bankrupt in Blood. I don't know. I feel like we're bankrupt in persuasion. Is um, this a split card? This is a split card because I've turned it sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Incubation and incongruity. Incubation is a green or a blue for a sorcery. Look at the top five cards of your... Oh, sorry. Um, I was off camera on the stream. See, we're just getting used to this. Uh, incubation. It's hard to read. It's hard to read a split card and have it on I camera. I can tell you what it does. Look it's at... green or blue for look at the top five cards of your library. Yep. You may reveal a creature from among them and put it in your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. It's a well sorcery. Uh, sorcery. Incongruity is exile target creature. Um, it's controller put... Creates a three-three blue and green frog lizard token. This also is one of those one green blue and a sorcery uh, instant instant. Yeah. This is one of those cards where you feel like one half is good, one half is bad. I don't, really don't like the right half of this card. Is the I've incongruity that. part? That's the part I like. You do. I don't want to give them a three-three yeah, frog. If they, if they have a gate colossus, yeah, I want all... them to have a three-three frog sure. instead. So, but it's more of a clutch play. Yeah. In a pinch, and then the other one is more like you're just playing it to smooth out your draws. It's like so, removal in stages. It's like give them a three-three frog, and it's like, well, you know, even if it's a game, we're going to deal with that now. Yeah, and I got to find it. It's like the cane a... toad problem. Bring <laughs> 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 in the cane toads to deal with the beetles. Oh, gotta get got all these cane toads, toads now. Got all these frog but lizards. It's really more like bringing a toad to deal with a lion. Because yeah, you're not going to use it sure. on a beetle. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, oh, we just got to run over a few cane toads now. The lions that were a big problem before. But if, if you're in Simic, you still got a Simic, and you got to get rid of a three-three. You've got like five fives in play. Yeah, yeah. blue, blue yeah. green does have bigger creatures than sure. most of the other yeah. ones. So. Not picking this. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're really trying to sell some. Yeah. What, would, have you ever played this card? Yeah, I have. Yeah. And, and it's been fine. I've cast incongruity once to kill a flyer, so that I killed them with my flyer. Have you killed like, a one-one flyer with this card? No, I have not. <laughs> I have. Yeah, t- turn a spirit token into a three-three flog. Yeah, yeah. Upgrade flog your guy. Flog. Kill you. Nice. Yeah. Okay, our rare in this pack is a Biomancer's Familiar. Yeah, I picked this. Ooh, yeah. There's a yeah, card. I, I don't even. End. I don't even. Good. This is great. I don't even. Know, Big I, thumbs up from the producers booth. Yeah. Uh, so this is a. a full, this is a Simic pack. All of a sudden, we're going green and a blue for a two-two creature mutant. Activated abilities of creatures you control cost two less to activate. Ooh. This effect can't uh, reduce the amount of mana an ability costs to activate less than one mana, and you can tap it. And the next time target creature adapts this turn, it adapts as though it had no plus one plus counters on it. Ooh, that is good. Mm. Very good. That second part. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit in the car. Is that infinite ad- adapt? No, so you can only do it one additional time. Yeah, the tough. next time the, a creature would adapt. Oh, Yeah, but you okay. can always just do that every turn. Yeah, so you get two adapts from your creatures a, a turn with this out. Um, we were talking in the car with producer Tamlin mm-hmm. uh, on the way here and saying the best things you can do with this is make Skitter Eel uh, adapt two for blue mana twice a turn. So you go from 3-3 three, three to a 7-7 seven, seven, 
and then a seven seven to a eleven eleven. You can only do it once the second time, right? Because Zodiac counters on this, you need to tap it to adapt it. So you can adapt it twice in the first turn, or the first time you adapt it, and then every turn after that you can only adapt it once. You are correct. Yes, but it's still great. It's still good. Okay, so you can, so you can, only you can grow, adapt so you can it twice the first time. Twice the first time, once, once every turn in, in from the then future. on. Yeah. Mm. yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, still, still very good. And you did all that for two mana and tapping this two two. Um, creatures incredibly relevant. Ha- makes Soraform hybrid Ooh. insane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, six mana for six six. I saw someone going off with this in Skargan Hellkite. Oh god, because right. the activated ability. On it, it's two just managed, deal two, two damage, damage divided as you choose, and it makes it two mana instead of four mana, so that was pretty nuts. <laughs> ping, ping, um, ping, ping, there's ping. a few other random activated abilities in the set, but mostly in Adapt. It's just like the draws you start with this card and an Adapt thing are just like so busted. And also, you just attack with a 2-2 sometimes. It's Mm-hmm. I, okay. I, I would pick this. I, I like drafting yeah, around same. this card. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I mean, drafting around you're just drafting all the good cards in Simic anyway. So mm-hmm. you're not even drafting around the card. You're yeah, just getting paid off for what you do anyway. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. So uh, no, nothing there. But from the from the non rares, were you happy with it? Was it was it down to Oligarch or the Bellhorn? I'd take the Oligarch. I maybe take Bellhorn because uh, the bots on Magic Arena aren't drafting a lot of Orzov, and so I'm definitely going to play Orzov, and I'll probably yep. wheel the Oligarch. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're, that's, that's, that's the life I live now. That's a discussion for later. I think we're going to dive into an, I do think we're going to dive into another booster, um, but we have some questions from the stream. Is that right? Uh, what, have, what have we got? Alright, so Sabbath Night. Sabbath Night. Serpent Night. Oh. Not bad. Yeah, great. Um, Good. And what allegiance are you most playing? What are your favourites? Orzov. Are you playing Orzov? Mardu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Mardu <laughs> Guild. Thanks, thanks, Mishka. No From Cards of Takia, four years I'm ago. still, I still want to play Azorius big time and do well with it. I haven't. <laughs> But you just got to hit it in a week where the bots aren't drafting high alert and then you just have a big old high alert time. I got high alerted to death the other day yeah. uh, and, you know, he did the, the Azorius Sky Knight came in as well, which was just a beast oh, that with a so negative, negative one, negative zero. And, but then he also had the, uh, what's the 2-5 that can't be blocked? It's a sky Sounds night like arbiter. Night arbiter, that's the one. He had that one as well, and it was just, you know, on you're playing arena, you just go, nice. And you know, you're you're on like eighteen life and you just go, good game. And then you yeah. just <laughs> and you, you, Senate Courier and you the play night on. and you go, take yeah. nine. And then you go, take nine again. Ah, oh, my head exploded. But I still think <sighs> I I always seem to end up in a Rakdossy kind of I think kind of vibe. I've drafted everything happily except for Gruel. I think if I ever drop Gruel, yeah. it's always this a splash for Simic. Now, straight Gruel 5-0, easy. Yeah. Good, lo- good luck with that. No, I did it the other day. I think Look I at my stats on mtgarena.pro <laughs> slash u slash jix. 5-0 with Gruel and, and, and super brag. As I drafted it, I was like, this deck is incredible. Named it Gruel 5-0. 
five would with it. Didn't drop a match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be interesting. I wonder if you the can name. Shot. We should. We should. When we're when we're streaming our decks, we should call it a name and then the number that we think we'll get. Like it's O three. Oh, yeah, that, great idea. Yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then we go call hit shots. above the expectations. Yeah, hit above expectations. So oh, two boop. drafts ago, I did Oz. Really good Oz of went two and two with it because I got screwed. And then this one I drafted and went five zero on my lunch break. Called it okay ors of or something and went 5-0 with it and it's just like <laughs> i don't understand anything that's going on i would you like know, the cold shots on the draft you know you know what my pick now. is is ill-gotten inheritance my god that's that so good that is so good yeah. and I, I'm, I'm still maintained i called that early and that oh, i didn't even it's not a winstead right what's the what's that flyer the the one kind of the mechanic you know the one where i called it i said this this card's good it was like a, a two two oh, uh, gust could, Walker. Yeah, Gus from Walker. From yeah. yeah, that was my claim to fame. I mean, I got an Anthony Lee tick, tick for that. Approval. Ill-got yeah. inheritance. Yeah. I swear I'm standing by that card yeah. all the way to the bank. Card's so good. Mishka, um, watch me beat a dude. Uh, badly. On, on TeamViewer while he was working today. Um, he goes, turn five Colossus, and I raced him with two ill-gotten inheritance and one. <laughs> yeah, okay, but you also have to say you just double your two. life. I also played Revenge, which doubled my life and halved his life, but what, you know, whatever. Yeah, I know, but I, I was I was playing against someone and they got two ill-gotten inheritances out, and I was on 12, 14 life, and I'm thinking, my, my life total at the moment is four. Like, if I want 12 life, my life total is four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So How I do gra- I not take four damage? Oh, whoops! I took four damage. Oh, I'm dead. Oh, cool. And this is why people are uh, like main decking in the in the best of ones. They're main decking yeah. enchantment and uh, artifact removal, right? Well, you because- need to, yeah, because there's literally just game over. Mm. Don't land one. Uh, we're gonna give this this first. De- or we're gonna give them both to one person, or we give them the first one wasn't very good. Let's give them all away. All right, let's give them let's all go. to one person. Quick booster. Quick, Quick booster. booster. We'll crack this one. Yeah, we don't need to talk about the comments. Was there we? any more questions from the producers? No. No, no? all right. Oh, can't you smell that? That's just... Oh, that smells pretty... That's potent, Like you. It's... Whew, it's, it's, got the, it's got the stuff. That's the street value of these new boosters is... Uh, Whoosh! Huff, huffing it. Ooh, that just smells really nice. All right, here we go. Here we go. Skewer. Now we're talking about it. Scorchmark. Scorchmark for one and a red instant. Scorchmark deals two damage to target creature. If that creature would die this ex- turn, exile it instead. Take that and take that. Uh, it's good. I wouldn't first pick it. I think. No. It's, it's good, but it hasn't been quite as impressive as I thought it no. would be. Yeah. It's because it's only doing two, right? Yeah. You kind of want... You kind of want four, if it was, but you can get three. Most of the afterlife stuff that I hit with this, I get so excited when I exile it with it, but it doesn't come up as often as I'd like. All right. Here's a controversial one. I thought it was better than what it has been received. Turns out I think this one's junk, but let me know. Uh, has the officer two and a white for a three-two creature human soldier. When has the officer enters the battlefield, target creature you control gets plus one, plus one till end of turn pretty filler yeah mm. it's yeah. really it's just a three two for two it's, it's the same as the coral home guard you get a it, minute benefit yeah when it first come to, it comes into play but it's, it's not it's that better much. than it's better than the coral home guard obviously yeah. um but because it's got more it's got yeah more. and for some reason in my mind it's much better than coral home guide but actually oh, it doesn't it really make much sense it's so. not it's not why right. it's because 
Coral Commando is the same cost. Oh, three, Co- oh Coral yeah. Commando. Coral Guides are two that? one from the two uh, one that makes something on yeah. from Zendikar. That's weird that we both were like. Yeah, <laughs> Coral Commando is a two and a blue for a three two. Has their officers a three and a white, two and a white for a three two. But has their officers and is a battlefield effect. So you would pick it above Coral Commando, but. Definitely, you've got to have like, you've got to have an attacker. Not like many leagues above no. it, it does make some combats awkward. So, say you've got a two three versus two three, you play has the officer. Suddenly, you can attack where you couldn't before. Um, but still, that doesn't come up situationally as often as I would like. So yeah. it's like fine, and it also gets blocked by every, everything. Every idiot going and scorch mark. You know that scorch mark yeah. kills it. Anything with. Two toughnesses of vulnerability is, is vulnerable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no critical oh. power toughness in this format. I found. Yeah, I think if if I got four toughness, I'm thinking this guy's sticking around. Yeah, but summary judgment just kills it. Oh, there's a lot of things that kill it, but <laughs> yeah, but you know, you you generic kind of removal sign up two three. That that's kind of the thing. thing. Like the removal at common all doesn't care about toughness all that much apart from scorch mark and uh, skew the critics stage. oh skew it. yeah you're right yeah sorry they're all at common and the one that cry gets of three, the, neg three cry the can clue of the stage yeah and cry is neg two neg two is that yeah right you've convinced me there you go um persistent <laughs> <laughs> petitioners is one and a blue this oh, is a weird is a card. card right this is your other uh, goblin Goblin card, isn't it? It's like grab as many as you can. Uh, Persistent Petitioners, one and a blue for a 1-3. He's a human advisor. Uh, You can pay one and tap. Target player puts the top uh, card of their library into the graveyard. Tap Tap four untapped advisors you control. Target player puts the top 12 cards of the library into their graveyard. A deck can have a number of cards, any any number of cards named Persistent. Persistent petitioners. I've got so many people with four of this card. Uh, I've, I've seen got... this happen zero times, and it's yeah. a giant trap. I've in, done it in limited. In limited, so good. <laughs> so, <laughs> the thing about this card, though, is you can't just uh, like pick it up in a normal uh, Azorius deck and hope to hope to use it to win. You have to be drafting specifically high alert slash mill in order to be able to get this yeah. card going. Like, you have to be going in with a plan. You can't just be like, okay, I'm going to pick up some cards. Oh, I've got four participant petitioners. It just doesn't happen that way. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, you just don't see him often enough either, do you? Um, Rubble Belt Runner is one and a gruel, a red and a green. That's why I could say it for now. One and a gruel. Yeah, do you like yeah, that? Yeah, I like that. Okay, but cool. it's also how you say one and a red slash green hybrid. That's a good point. You'd go one and a gruel, red or green. Yeah, yeah, that's Hard true. To... Yeah, mm. okay. Well, let's go back to the old-fashioned way. One red-green for a 3-3 <laughs> three, three rubber belt runner. Creature, Viashino warrior. Rubber belt runner can't be blocked by creature tokens. What sort of world we live in where a 3-3 three, three for 3 with upside is like... Right. Um, fine to bad. Yeah. Fine to... Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every time I play this card, I'm like... Uh, it's, it's weird, like, isn't it? It's because maybe because the ability makes you think less of it. Where if you if it was just a vanilla three three for three, would you think more of it? No, no one red green, and just... if you control ten creatures when it attacks, it gets plus one plus one and trample. I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, they've often said that about 
magic card design, um, if there was a creature that was a three mana, um, three, four, four. Uh, three mana, four, four, and it said, this has an ability, you can pay zero, and if you pay the zero cost, you lose the game. And then there was a three mana, uh, four, five. Oh, sorry, sorry. Three mana, four, four with, without that ability. In polls, people prefer the one with no ability. Three mana, four, four with no ability or a three mana, three, four. four. Th- so, yeah, sorry, sorry. So, so <laughs> sorry. Three mana, th- uh, three, four. Yeah. This says you can you pay, can pay zero, zero anytime you lose the game. Yeah. Or a three mana, three, three. People prefer the three mana, three, three. Oh, because they don't want the because choice. Because they don't want... No, no, they don't want any downside. Any downside oh, at all. Oh, really? And and they've said, every single time they do a poll, they go, really great creature, tiny, tiny, tiny downside. People hate that shit. Yeah. Even if, like, what would you have to do? How would you even make yourself lose to that accidentally <laughs> clicking on it on Magic <laughs> Arena, I guess, is the, I guess that's, the that's relevant. Or in real life. accidentally paid for uh, adapt when trying to attack or something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but or in real life, you go, I'd like to pay zero uh, mana here and lose the game. Oh, oh no! I, I, did, I did it again! again. Uh, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, they, they said that it's just a weird psychological barrier they can't get past. Yeah. This card's text has come up zero times for me, and that makes me think, it's not good, it's irrelevant. 3-3's no. three, pretty good. I think, yeah. I, I think 3-3's three, a little bit underpowered in this format. There are a lot of 3 twos. A lot of three um, twos, and yeah. a lot of four toughness creatures. A lot of three ones. I've played this a bunch, and not really felt like it was the star it's of the deck. Fine. It's just a guy just that do. rocked up in yeah. my deck, mm-hmm. and I cast him, and then stuff yeah. happened next. Mm. Every now creatures. and then, you'll get the upside of it not being able to be trumped by a token, but I, yeah, I don't know yeah. it does. That's never come up. Yeah. It's not like I've thought, oh, he's just got tokens. I can swing in for free here. It's never happened. Mm. Uh, here's a guy I use a lot. Noxious Grudian. Two and a black for a 2-2 uh, creature beast with death touch. This is actually quite nice in black decks. Like, specifically because you do have trouble dealing with massive green creatures. Yeah. And having just a 2-2 death toucher that you can rebuy with uh, dead revels and stuff like that. Mm. Just it's, sits around on the battlefield. They just can't attack. Way. Yeah. And you just, like, ping them to death with your ill-gotten inheritance or, like, your 1-1 flyers. Yeah. And there's strange scenarios that I can't remember right now that come up where you just get to swing in all the time with yeah, this no guy. Yeah, no one wants to block a death No one wants to block it. Um, I was stuck in one of those the other day. But um, yeah, I was quite happy with that. <laughs> um, I like this guy a lot. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's, here's our stock standard fifth card green trick. Stony Strength is one green mana for an instant. Put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. Unto- untap that creature. The defensive mm. trick. I really like that a lot of these cards in this format I've had to just change my mind, go back and forth on. Yeah. Th- this this one's been like mediocre to good and back to mediocre now. It's just like... Yeah. Is there a way you can use this offensively? Is mm. is it just... Gives it vigilance? Is so that anyway? you're attacking with a 3-3. Three, three. Your yeah. opponent's on 4 and they have you dead on the backswing so they don't block. And then you go, oh. stony strength, and you kill them. Well, is that you also just use it as an ambush? Like, yeah. if, if your opponent they attack with in, a three three, un, untap, untap your three three. Yeah, they've got a three four or something. They block with it. Bang! It the, is nice as a counter, not just plus one plus yeah. one. 
Uh, it's, the unta- have... it's the untapped bit that makes that tricks you into thinking it's a defensive thing, isn't it? Where mm-hmm. they swing in and you go, bang, I've got a blocker now, yeah. kill you. I've done this with shark to crab one time, and that was very good. Ah, because the tokens. It's whenever so a plus one, plus one, 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 one is placed on it, tap down a guy, attack with shark to crab, they don't block, they attack with two three threes, you go, untap my shark to crab, block your three three, tap the other one down for a turn and a half, now you've got a six six or whatever. Mm. Very good. Very good. Ooh. Not first picking this. Next card up, my personal common favorite, ill-gotten inheritance. Three. three in a black for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, ill-gotten inheritance deals one damage to each opponent's each opponent, and you gain one life. And then for six mana, five and a black, you can sacrifice ill-gotten inheritance. It deals four damage to target opponent, and you gain four life. So good. How does how good does that get? But that was not a card that we would be thinking was a doesn't great affect card. the board but just in practice this card's yeah. been like this has been the biggest turnaround for me this is this, so I, annoying when i first saw it i was like this card just doesn't do anything uh, while you play yeah. it but I saw, as I you saw play Aaron with play it three in, yeah i in, played three i would play four um yeah. okay maybe not but you know i think i played four <laughs> once yeah the, the amount of times that you play this and your opponent is effectively on like 15 Starting yeah. the game in fifteen instead of instead of twenty. It also yeah. warps the way you play the game. Oh, Sixteen. So 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 my opponent curving out with a bunch of creatures, and I'm just attacking with a bunch of my death touch guys because I've got two ill-gotten inheritance in hand. Yeah. So there's no way they can race me. They don't know that, so they go, "What the hell is this attack? No blocks." And then you go, "Ill-gotten inheritance." They go, "Oh no, I've lost." <laughs> like yeah. it's it's warping. This card yeah. is warping the format. You're two, and playing like, multiples of them. Yeah. Because yeah. you'd only sideboard in one enchantment removal. Mm. Or not sideboarding. You just only, if you're best of wanting, you would play one. So you could blow it up. You'd, you'd need counter spells or something to get rid of it. More Exposed than one. Exposed to daylight, possibly. Yeah, just, but you, just you just play having, like, one. How many of those are you going to play, though? You're going to play one, one at the yeah. most. If you play more than that, you're mad. Mm-hmm. Just having a bunch of, like, the, the, the oligarchs, <clears throat> the, the two one that dies into a one one. You just play, like, as many of those as you can find, as many ill-gotten inheritances as you find, you just attack and attack attack, yeah, because trade <laughs> aggressively, yeah. and then ping them to death with flies and the the triggers. Yep, mm-hmm. I've seen that happen so many times. Um, I think this and dead revels are the things that pull Orzov decks above other Orzov decks, and I think those two are some mm. of the best decks in the format. Well, yep. all Orzov decks. Yeah, it's it's good fun to play. Uh, oh, he's a strong contender for uh, one of the best commons. Law Mage's Binding. One, a white and a blue for enchantment aura. You can flash this one in. It's an enchantment cre- enchant creature. Enchanted creature can't act, attack, or block, and its activated abilities can't be activated. Passivism with flash is just great. Yeah, I, but do you pick this over Inheritance? No. I don't know. I don't know either. I love ill-gotten inheritance, but I, my love for removal is a little bit higher. I think I would choose this. If it was pack, pack one, pick one so far... I think I'd go Law Magic Binding. I think I'd first pick Binding, but only because my my lizard magic brain says <laughs> Rem- removal. Yeah, exactly. I think take the removal, Aaron. It's a heart versus head. My my heart says ill got inheritance because I love playing that, but my head says this is just going to shut down their biggest dude. I just think I prefer to be playing black. Yeah. Yeah, is like it, I think Zorius is it a color reference thing. Yeah, I think Zorius is fine, um, but it's specific things that make Zorius good. Go you, need, you, you need to get, get them specific all. cards. Yeah. 
can't have take it all, mate. But with black, you can play Ors of Arakdos, and both archetypes are good. Um, with inheritance. With inheritance. So I think just versatility-wise, I'd probably go with Ill-Got Inheritance as a first pick over the, mm. the I Binding. Still, I still go... I, 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 I agree with the Anthony Lee um, philosophy on this, where you just pick the best card. So I still think, no matter how which way you want to go, you'd always still go with the best card, not leaving necessarily your options open uh, as far as picking a card. So I st- I, especially in this set, I'd still pick a strong gold card yeah. um, because there's, you would splash for it. You know, you're going to pick up... Some something that allows you to play a, a, a third color. Mm. The other thing is, as removal goes, it's pretty soft removal. Like I've seen a lot of bounce spells that just bounce their creature back, and they can replay it. Yep. Uh, like yeah. the, the one that draws That's a card. True. If they just go bounce their creature back to their hand, draw a card, it's a weird replay two for it. One? Just yeah. A, yeah, Justice uh, Patriarch. Arrestor's admonition. Oh, Arrestor's. Okay. Is the two and a blue one where you draw a yeah. card when you bounce a creature? Yeah. So yeah, like I, I just think that... And oh, like, just to see his portal as well, where you blink it out. Yeah, yeah blink it out. And, and then the first in. strike, yeah. Sacrifice yeah. effects as well, like the, um, the, the dude Under that becomes a 5-5. Five 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 five. Oh yeah, 5-5. Five like, five, yeah. There's just so there's many ways of, ways of getting out. around a pacifism effect. Yeah. Like, don't uh, If I'm in Azorius, I'll 100% pick that oh, card. I think it's great. But as a pack on pick one, if it's just the cards I've seen so far, I'd probably pick the other gotten in still. If you're in Azorius already, you just take your arm off for Lord Mage's binding. You'd hmm. take four of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Okay. Uh, okay, we're back to Active Treason. We've talked about that one already, so we'll probably just fly straight past that. Uh, Imperious Oligarch is in this pack again. So Worse than Inheritance. Here, oh, we, yeah. here we go. Uh, so that was the... Yeah, so that was all the commons. Uh, you still... It's between Ill-Gut Inheritance and Law Mages Binding, really, yep. isn't it? It's mm-hmm. like... Yep. Yeah, I'm picking Inheritance. Here we go. Strong contender here. Uh, in the CCDD world, uh, I don't comment. Frilled Mystic. Green, green, blue, blue, 3-2 creature, elf, lizard, wizard. They did that for, for a bit of clang. First lizard, wizard. Okay. Lizard, wizard. Yeah. Uh, with Flash, when Frilled Mystic enters the battlefield, you may counter target spell. Card's great. I yeah, don't want to first pick it. I don't think it's tough cow- than casting ones. costs, isn't it? Yeah, Holding two green, two blue back to counter. Mm. I've seen it happen. It's it smells like you're gonna do it though. Yeah. Every time someone's about to frill mystic me, I'm like about to get frilled mystic. Feels like a turn seven kind of card though, it doesn't is, it? Yeah. When you've done stuff and you just happen to leave some random cards that land untapped and then your mm. turn. You know, and, and they go big bomb, and you go counter it, make a three two. And go, oh, you feel really clever. You haven't got a yeah. two. Have you got two green, two blue? Oh, oh surely no. not. <laughs> yeah. um, Snuck up on me. Yeah, th- this this is one of those cards that every time it blows out a game, you go, "Whoa, that card's really good." You don't know the games where your opponent dies with this in their hand. I have used this as a three two of flash though. Like, I've not yet. Like played at the end of their turn, nothing's on board. Just start jamming into the three two. Oh, kind of like when we were jamming spell quellers and and yeah, turn. exactly. Yeah, just yeah. use it as a just, just go tempo just attack tempo yeah. thing. Yeah. So they they don't cast anything that you want to counter, or is it yeah like to play so around it? Even you go ah, three two flash. Yeah. If there's nothing on board, your opponent goes, "I'm going to be clever. I'm going to play around the field mystic. I'm going to just pass the turn." You go flash it in, start attacking with a three two, and now if you've got any like spell to play after that. You've now got two creatures on board. They've got nothing. You're yeah. attacking for three. They, they took, took a turn off. off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. So it, it is. 
You don't have to use it to counter a spell. What for you need to do is, is get two of them and do that the first time. Oh, yeah. Think, I wouldn't, he wouldn't have two. Yeah, yeah. Play my big bomb <laughs> and then you counter it. Yeah. Here's my second one. Yeah. But no, I'm still picking the inheritance. Yeah? Same. Yeah. 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 All right, cool. I, I think I would have gone Frilled Mystic, but I've never, I haven't played Simic yet. And I think that's, I think that's a, a personal kind of bias. I kind of want to play Simic, but I just don't know how it works. I kind of know how it works. Don't trust myself to be able to operate it. <laughs> Wilderness Reclamation, three and a green for an enchantment at Uncommon. At the beginning of your end step, untap all lands you control. I see so many people play this in the yeah. and I do not understand it. It's like, bad. I really understand bad. that you want to think... play your adaptabilities. Like, so you, you play your creature, you untap your lands, adapt. you adapt. Immediately. Cool. You've taken a whole four mana off to try doing that. But you get a four mana back straight away. Yeah, okay, okay. so you get your four mana back, but, but you also you're can't cast creatures. You, you yeah. can't cast you anything. Because you do step, yeah. yeah. And the fact that it costs you a, a card, card for this effect, right? yeah. yeah. So, so you've got your fistful the, of counter spells, yeah. and you get all your mana back, and then you go, right, now I've got my counter spells loaded, ready to go. The shtick is you do it with adapt stuff and instant speed stuff. So it's a green-blue-y kind of card. Imagine yeah. if you like go Have this and Frill Mystic in your hand. Frill yeah, Mystic, exactly. this first. Exactly. yeah. yeah. And then next turn, skitter eel, untap my lands, end of turn, adapt, adapt it, heat for whatever. Happy days. Yeah. Cool. How often does that actually happen? Zero. Cost, <laughs> it costs you a card. Imagine top decking this when you need a creature. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's trash. <laughs> but you're right. A lot of people I'll go play the whole this, right? without yeah, playing this card. It happens all the time. I, so I many it, people play it. And I always get worried. And then it seems like, why happens. was I worried about yeah. that? There's no reason they, to be they worried. They play it. They it's like they mulligan to six. And then they play a, a three, two, and then <laughs> they pass that again. Bad? Is it's it that bad? It's, that it's bad. actually like a mulligan. You're right. <laughs> Statist- Still, um, statistically, it's like a mulligan. Because when it goes off, that's like one in... yeah. 20 chance that it's a good game with this card and this was the card that made it good if you've got a fistful of counter spells and adapt cards yeah sure but you have to have you're gonna win that game anyway you were gonna already win without this card this card wasn't the difference between you winning and losing yeah you're like thank god i had wilderness just play magic three things if you have a handful of adapt and counter spells you just counter the thing when they play a thing, adapt if they don't play a thing. That <laughs> yeah. was already good. You yeah. don't need this thing. That's, that's yeah. it. Summed it up Why am I bad about this? Strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're still on Ink, Ill-Got Inheritance and Law Mage's Binding. Yeah. I've changed my mind. I'm going to take Wilderness Reclamation. Okay, good. Um, a cool. code of, I think he's got three this drop. tongue firmly in his cheek there. <laughs> code of Constraint, two and a blue for an instant and uncommon. Target creature gets negative four, negative zero until end of turn. Draw a card. Addendum, if you cast this spell during your main phase, tap that creature and it doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. Someone did my something to my addendum once and I was out of there in three minutes. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, card's Amsterdam good. Amsterdam jokes. Sorry. Yeah. Card's good. Card's good. <laughs> Better or worse than Arrest's Admonition? It's like slime bind with a drawer card, right? But sometimes and, it taps and, and down an a tempo thing. Yeah, it's, it's. I think it's better than the. You think it's better than admonition because yeah. you can use it as a trick, or you can use it to lock down the guy. Yeah, and you always yeah. draw a card. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the card seems so interchangeable to me that it's. But like, also, like locking down a card is better than bouncing. I think. Oh uh, no, no, no! Because you have to pay mana for it twice when you bounce it. Yeah, but they also just get access to it again. Like if you, uh, if you, and yeah. Stuff. yeah. If, this is one if, of those... if you like lock down the, the, the so if you uh, on your main phase you lock down the creature 
Yeah. You attack. Uh-huh. They don't get to untap. You get to attack again. If you bounce the creature, they get to replay it and have a blocker. Oh, and have a blocker. Oh, yeah, yeah. A better, better tempo card. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Do you find that you're playing something like this on a card, like Slime Bind, Slime Binding something, and then later on in the game playing another removal spell to get rid of it? Do you do that a lot? Because I feel really. terrible when I have to do that. Yeah, uh, you know when you need to do it. Like You need to do it to slow Don't, a card down. Exactly, yeah. And then later on you go, now I have the capacity to get rid of it and stop its annoying manner, being, you know, being abilities. A yeah, or it's, or it's just... If it's being a blocker and it's passively affecting the board... Or it's got some active, you know, some it. abilities that it can, you know, you can tap oh, mana sure. for and do it. It's like, okay, if it's, yeah, you're gonna have to go in again and spend another de- card to get rid of this stupid thing. Is the answer? Yeah. It's always the depends. answer. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, ooh, our rare is breeding pool. Um, <laughs> this oh, someone in chat guessed that. I'm Did pretty they? Sure. Uh, that could be. I might have dropped the cards about four or five times. So no, this is like before we even crack pack one. Oh, really? <laughs> Can't wait for you guys to open a breeding pool. Well, we have we were talking Simic quite a bit, weren't we? Mm. Breeding pool, just you know, land as far as yeah, island. There we go. Tap for green or blue. Who was it? Who called? Smarkham, predicting blue green shock land. Wow, incredible! Not even by name. What a guy, Smarkham. We got a question from the stream. Yeah, is Illogotten Inheritance a very strong card for Rakdos? Yes. 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 It curve, is amazing. Curve top. Spectacle specifically, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Just being able to cast like Blade Juggler alongside Ill Got Inheritance just feels so good. Mm. Even your even your shit Rakdos cards. It's just like Ill Got Inheritance, bang, you just you can just cast some spells for less. The games you curve aggressive one drop, two drop, three drop into Ill Got Inheritance, I don't know how you lose those games. Mm. Apart from Cry of the Carnarium, but mm. Cool, Good cool. stuff. So oh, we were what we were just arguing over real gut inheritance and law majors binding in that last one. Oh, I picked the uh, shocklands to fill out my collection on arena. Okay, right. Uh, and if you were playing magic aggressively, if you were in a in a comp, what would you do? In Grand Prix, you'll got inheritance. You'll got inheritance. I take in. Mm, I take law majors binding. I think in a pinch. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah, I'll take binding. Yeah. Yeah, I take binding. Very, very, very close though. Yeah. I haven't actually played with binding all that much because it doesn't really get passed by binding. Yeah. yeah, me. I I think it's just because of I haven't played Simic. I think I I might like to play Frill Mystic. I think the Frill Mystic is extremely powerful. You're just less likely to be in a deck that Simic. plays it. Yeah, I haven't yeah. played Simic, so I think I would choose that. But my heart's all about playing Ilgot Inheritance because it's just so good. Um, but Lore Mage is binding. My God, that's a tough choice. I would be umming and ahhing on that on the stream for five minutes, hoping someone would jump on the chat and tell me. <laughs> All right, that was two packs. Do you want to do another one? Sure, you have a chat. Unless we do chat. it really quick. Let's chat. Let's, Let's have a chat. chat. Let's chat. Yeah. We've got a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah. All right, good stuff. All right, uh, we'll be right back after this with uh, something. Uh, oh, a quick MTG card quiz segment after this. <laughs> MTG Card Quiz, six, seven, land, hand, it's a real quiz. Seven, land, hand, uh, MTG Card Quiz, it's a real quiz. Um, this is uh, this section, uh, hopefully in the attempt to attract new sponsors to the show, is called Crack and Rum. <laughs> we haven't actually haven't had <laughs> It's called, please, dear God, sponsor us, Jesus, God, Crack, crack and Please. Yeah. 
It's, it's called Crack and Rum, dot, 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 brought to you by Crack and Rum, <laughs> even though it's not. So, well, hopefully... We'll, it will be. It will be. So keep that in mind as you progress into MTG Card Quiz. And play at home or on the stream if you like. Question one. How many creatures have the subtype spirit in RNA? <laughs> oh, in RNA. Ravnica Allegiance. Can you name them? Oh How God. many creatures have a subtype spirit in Ravnica religions? And can you name them? So that's this is a six point question here. So there's six? Seven point? Eight point? That's nine point question? What? So there's ten point question. Five of them. No, no. How many How many creatures have the subtype spirit in Ravnica religions? Can you name them? What if I just know their effect, their cost, and their power toughness? Absolutely not. Nah. You must say their name. Have you never listened to MTG Card Quiz 67 Land Hand? It's a real quiz. Describing the card is never an answer. Yeah, go on then. Okay. Mishka, you can keep writing away as, as they come to mind. Question two. There have been 13 Kraken cards yeah. in MTG history. How many can you name? Oh, my God. 13 Kraken cards in MTG history. And some of these... Have there been any since I started playing? I don't know. Some of these are just bonkers. <laughs> I was looking at the symbol for some of these going, what's that? Is that ex- was that a thing? Okay. I'll write it down. So when you when you hear me say there have been thirteen Kraken cards in MTG history, think if I get three or four, that's pretty good. Because <laughs> they they categorize octopus and leviathan yeah. and stuff really weird. And they just go it has creature Kraken Kraken Ding Dong. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I just I'll name two. That's more than Mishka can. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, no, that's, Ooh. that's completely accurate because I just haven't played with a Kraken before. Ooh. Yeah, can play with my Kraken. Oh, God. Uh, and uh, that Kraken is called... <laughs> no, I was saying a real magic card under my breath. Oh, okay. Question three. How many Ravnica Allegiance cards... Na- how, how many Ravnica Allegiance card names contain the word rum? Can you name them? As in, like, part of the word or... The string of letters RUM, R-U-M. So it can be anywhere. So it can not necessarily begin with it or end with it or even sound like it, but it'll have the letters R-U-M in that sequence going forwards. I haven't done anything mad like murderous wrath or whatever, you know, and it's RUM backwards. Trixie stuff What's the... Okay, we'll both get this. Yeah. What's the name of the six drop six six that when it comes to play <laughs> stuff can't block equal to the number of plus one plus ones? That's the easy one. Ruin Rumbler or Rum um <laughs> Yeah. Ah oh, Sarah just got it and you didn't get it right. That's the easy one. And the hard one is Dumri gr- Grumble Bum. <laughs> Yeah, so it'd be something like that, grumble. You yeah. Know, it'd have rum in it, you see. 
And it's it's a kick yourself one because you've played it and you'd be you'd be okay with playing this card. I think. Ugh, fuck. <laughs> I love I love these questions though because it's like. How would we ever have researched this? Yeah, like, <laughs> that's how I've got to write it. Because otherwise, if I, if I write if I write a question that you've researched, it's too hard. It's too easy. I mean, nah, nah, nah. No, I'm yeah. Don't you know? As as we're going through the answers, feel free to add add answers to your 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 sheet. Uh, so, question one. I sort of messed this up a little bit. Obviously, for the first time, I'd like to point out in five or six years by giving you a big clues. <laughs> How many creatures have the subtype spirit in Ravnica Allegiance and can you name them? Uh, so Mishko, is, is, can you... is there three? There is a three. No, there's not three. There's more than that. Aaron, how many would you say there are? I've... Six. Oh, I managed to throw you off. I said this is a six-point question, Ah, meaning that there were five of them, and there are five answers. So you get one point. Clever. I thought I'd given it away there, but I managed to escape that. Okay, so I thought three and three, but that doesn't make any sense when I think about it. All right, so you're both still on zero. Good, I haven't given anything away. All right, right, uh, uh, Mishka, could you start us off with one? Uh, Basilica Bellhorn. Aaron, have you got Basilica Bellhorn? Okay, cool. Yep. Uh, Aaron, what have you got Forbidding next? Forbidding Spirit. No, I've got that one as well. You've got so that one as well? Yeah. Ooh, this is good. Mishka, what have you That's got next? It. That's it. I, the, no, I'm not going to say it in case Aaron doesn't know it. Because I know the abilities, I just don't know what it's called. Aaron, what have you got next? Spirit of the Spires. Yeah, we sung it in the intro. Uh, what else have you got? That's it. That's I it. Th- I only got three. There, okay, so in addition to that, there well, is... Well, describe the other one. Yeah. No, that was it. Oh, Spirit of the Spice yeah. or 2 4? Oh, sad. There's Pestilent Spirit, the Death oh. Touch Menace guy. I think he's got the black card. Nice. Yep. And then the weirdest one, yeah. Twilight Panther. Is a spirit. spirit. Yeah, is a it's spirit. a spirit cat. Oh. Yeah, 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 you're right. People were talking about that the other day. So that's Damn three it. to Aaron and two to Mishka. Yeah, Twilight Panther. Really? All right. There have been 13 Kraken cards in MTG history. How many can you name? Uh, Mishka, have you got one? Is there a uh, Kraken just called Kraken? No, there's not. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Aaron? I didn't, uh, that is how I didn't even ask Aaron, do you have a card that's just called Kraken? Theros no. Bomb Rare Shipbreaker Kraken. Which Ship. Monstrosity. What was it called? Shipbreaker Kraken. Shipbreaker Kraken, yes. That is. It was a 6-6 six, six for 6 and it had like Monstrosity 4 and it could like... Sure, there's only so much Anyways. information I could put in the answer. Yeah, sheet. sure. Um, <laughs> and the other one is like a. Oh, have you got. You have, you're out, aren't you, Mishka? No, yeah, I've got nothing. Yeah. You've got nothing. Um, there was a Born of the Gods uncommon that was like a 7 mana 6 6 called Kraken of the Straits. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got that which, one as um, well, too. But I don't remember any of the others. Okay, here we go. So you got two for that. So that makes you five and Mishka on two. Okay, here we go. Deep breath. 13. Uh, Rexiel, the Risen Deep. Oh, Kraken. Kraken. Was big, from big Kraken Commander Boy. Anthology. Ah. 20, oh, these are the last times they were printed, by the way. Sure. Commander Anthology 2018. Uh, Aaron, tr- the, the old, the old fun to pronounce, Tramacritus, Born of the Gods. Oh, Kraken, yeah, with a big claw. Yeah. yeah. Tidal Kraken, Macadian Masks, Oy. whatever. Storm Surge Kraken, it was in uh, last printed in Commander 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shipbreaker Kraken from Theros. Scourge of the Fleet, Jeweled X, Elspeth versus Kiora. Mm-hmm. Polar Kraken, Master's Edition, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, Kraken of the Straits, as you got. 
Then, hey, our old friend, Kraken Hatchling. You remember oh, that of one? Of course, a Kraken. What was that? Like a zero four for zero. one blue mana, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that came out last in Battle Bond. Uh, Isleback Spawn was Shadow from Shadowmoor. Deep Sea Kraken from Jeweled X, Mind versus Magic. Uh, Mind versus Might, sorry. Awoken Horror. Uh, from Shadows oh, Over Innistrad. Oh, the flip side is a Kraken. No, and Eryxmethes, Slumbering Isle. I was going to write that, but I thought that was a Leviathan. Yeah, it probably was as well. Leviathan Kraken or sure, some bollocks not? like have that. Have it all. All right, so that's the list of Krakens. Uh, tune, if you make Kraken rum, this is brought to you by you. Uh, question three. Should have picked How up many- on the Kraken thing. Ravnica Allegiance cards uh, names contain the word rum, and can you name them? Uh, Mishka, how many cards? Uh, Rune Rumbler? How many cards? One. Okay, that's wrong. How many cards, Aaron? Two. Two is correct. Didn't you tell us two in the first place? Well, why did you say one? Because uh, I thought you said, how many can you name? I said one. Yeah, I know. I've, I, for years also, I've been avoiding that, that thing where, how many can you name? <laughs> uh, can you name them? The answer is Yes. <laughs> or no, and you just get a point. I can do I'll it. Let, I'll <laughs> let my guard down for the first time in six years. I get pinged for it straight away. <laughs> It'll never happen again. Uh, okay. Uh, Aaron, which card uh, are you going for? The opposite of what Mishka said, Rumbling Ruin. Yeah, oh, rumble, Rumbling Ruin is the card. <laughs> and uh, I'm not well. I'm not anything well. else, Mishka? What you no, I'm good. Did you get the other one? Okay. There is one more. Gatebreaker Rum. Uh, no, there's no Gatebreaker Rum. Oh, it's a Gatebreaker Rum. Gatebreaker Rum. It's a He's gr- a rum. It's a, a gr- rum. He's a great... He's a great... Breaker Rum. No. Rum. How about... Guild Mages 4 Rum. That's not bad, but that but that's doesn't r- exist. Guilds of Ravnica. How about Rakdos Terumpeter? Oh, oh, oh. Rumpeter. Yeah, we would go. never, ever, ever have gotten that. Yeah. All right, that was Magic uh, nice Card one. Quiz. Uh, all right, we're back with this proper stuff right after this. It's uh, 7-2 to Aaron. <laughs> Topic, Topic Discussion. Topic discussion. All right, topic discussion. Uh, what we're going to talk about, uh, we've got three parts to this. Uh, we're going to start off with a bit of where's standard at in Ravnica Religions. And we're going to hand you over to Mishka. What's going on in standard? Um, standard's looking a lot better than it has in a long time. Um, uh, I guess the place to start is with the topic of Nexus of Fate. Uh, which going into this this standard format, a lot of people, especially with the the printing of Wilderness Reclamation, which is the, um, <laughs> yeah. the card that lets you untap stuff, everyone is worried this is going to be like a broken combination and uh, all you're going to see are these Nexus of Fate decks and uh, you know whether they should ban Nexus of Fate has been a hot topic. Yeah. Um, and I think that is probably a little bit... Uh, too precautionary. The, the, the card itself, Nexus of Fate, is probably a mistake to print as a box stopper, but the, it's not like overpowerful. Everyone was talking about this at the GP. It was like it was like the the throwaway comment is like, "Oh, don't Nexus of Fate me. Oh, here comes Nexus of Fate. Nexus, Nexus of Fate. The thing Nexus is, of Fate. It's like the, it maybe Arena's got a bit of a fault for this because Arena has emphasized best of one as like a format. Yeah, and in best of one, it is a very good card because it's hard to answer from your main deck. 
Um, but in terms of tournament, competitive tournament play in best of threes, the card, it's so easy to answer these decks. These strategies aren't particularly, uh, like, unanswerable. You'd have a couple of thought seizers, uh, sorry, like duress effects, mm-hmm. um, or counter spells in your sideboard, and it's very easy to just, like, take away their key spell um, and then kill them before they can actually do anything. Uh, so in, with regards to uh, best of threes, Nexus Fate is not an issue at all. That being said, I can't speak for best of one, seeing as I don't actually play best of one. I like I only I at the moment I really only play best of ones and standard at all to grind gold, mm. um, to play drafts or whatever on Magic Arena, um, which I would like to add. You can do that quite quickly, very yeah, quickly, very quickly. Yeah. Nexus of Fate, not really a problem for me. Uh, I mean, like mid tier gold, uh, don't run into heaps and heaps of Nexus of Fate. You run into it a bit but they peter out. You're a bit more proactive. I'm playing Esper Control that's got a bunch of Counterspells main, so it's hard for them to break past that. But I think if you came to Arena from Hearthstone, Nexus of Fate feels like an uncounterable combo deck that takes a very long time to kill you. Um, Whereas in games like Hearthstone, the big combo decks combo off and then kill you next turn. Um, In Magic, it's like, because the rules engine is so wide, the fact that something like Nexus Effect can exist means that people will abuse it, and that's not fun. Uh, and we've seen them ban stuff for less. Yeah, well, like like what? Like Marvel, you mean? My Marvel. But Marvel itself was like a... Marvel would kill you... It was very hard to interact with mm. and would kill you straight away. Mm. Uh, like if, if you went Marvel, spin it into an Ormog, you just can't win that game on turn, two, on turn yeah. four, sorry. Um, but Nexus of Fate, there's sure it's boring and frustrating to play against the Nexus of Fate deck, but if they just like miss their next Nexus of Fate, or they don't have like a Planeswalker in play, mm. or they miss their fog, or they don't hit their Wilderness Reclamation, so they just can't do anything with mana, it's just like you just nickel and dime them, and then you hit that one turn where you counter their spell and you kill them. Yep. The, it's not particularly hard to counter the strategy, but I can see how it might be frustrating to play against. And that's why I think it seems like vocal minority rather than anything. Yeah. I don't see yeah, it getting exactly. banned because they can look at the stats and go, "Look, next to fate is not actually that good. Mm. There's no need for us to ban it. It just feels bad when you lose against it. It just seems, yeah, when it when it works, it works in a disgusting way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. which it, I think is fine because there's been quite a few uh, take another turn kind of kind of cards. Like I remember in Theros, it was uh, Metamai the Ageless, you know, which was uh, a six mana four four with flying when metamide they just dealt combat damage. Uh, you got to have another go, and that was just like a it, it just destroyed. Just having another turn just seemed like the end of the game. Mm. Um, it, it, but that didn't necessarily see uh, standard play, right? That no. was more of a well, it's, it's much too easier to, to interact with. Yeah, you yeah. Just kill, yeah. Kill Where, whereas Nexus of Fate gets it's put in a graveyard. It's yeah. gonna, it's gonna well, it go back into your deck. It yeah, doesn't, it just gets shuffled straight back in, which is important because you can't like surgical extract it or something. Kind of an intensifies your intensifies your deck, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that, that's I guess the starting point of the discussions, and naturally, when that uh, increase in popularity, decks to counter Nexus of Fate popped up, and that's when the dominance of Mono Blue started. Mm-hmm. And I think right now in standard, Mono Blue is probably the best deck, uh, if not close to, and definitely the top three. And mono, mono blue, blue, mono blue, yeah, yeah. Mono blue is just basically a bunch of one ones uh, and counter spells. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> some of them are two twos. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are, some of them are zero fours as well. For sure. Um, Just walls. <laughs> this this deck is bizarre. Um, it was called, I think, famously Mono Blue Shitters because it's just a bunch of <laughs> shitty creatures. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it really... <laughs> when I'm getting beaten to death by, like, some 2-2 with Flash, I'm like, come on, I'm going to draw something good. And then you go, cool, drew something good, play it. And they go, quench. You go, yeah. fuck me. <laughs> I can't believe that Quench becomes a yeah. thing. It just seems like that's such a dumb card. It's so annoying. Everything kind of interacts. You go, kill your guy. They go, well, I'll sacrifice my Siren Storm Tamer. Or they spell pierce it. Like, yep. it's, it's, aggressive. Uh, it's aggressive and disruptive. Yep. Um, <laughs> spelling and, pierce every time. And interactive, yeah. Um, it, it, uh, it's... Uh, it works on so many different axes. Uh, but, Curious Obsession yeah, the, is also an incredible engine. You can that's a frustrating card uh, for this deck because not only they're playing one ones, but they're also drawing more cards than you. So they're playing yeah. all these really terrible cards and then outdrawing you as well. Mm. So they can just keep playing their terrible cards and you can't play anything because they just draw themselves into more counter it's spells. Quality versus qu- or quantity beats quality. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Overwhelming quantity yeah. against quality. Ding dongs. Yeah. <laughs> so th- this is the deck that I've been playing a bunch because it's just so hard to lose with this deck. If you yeah. have a draw that has like a Curious Obsession and a one drop, you just almost can't what, lose that. What game. were you playing this? Are you playing this in, in Arena? Be- best of three in Arena, yeah. Arena? Yeah. Um, Would you play it in paper? Uh, actually, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, uh, spoilers to anyone listening to this prepping for store champs at Good Games Cannington and Morley over the weekend. I've had. Six people request this deck from me in the yeah. last few days, so the knowledge that it's really good is all Everywhere. there. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, but only I was only able to fulfill the request of two of those people because then we ran out of the cards. Yeah, <laughs> even though they were just blue mana junk. Yeah, they're harder to get hold of than rares because people yeah, don't bizarre. sell them to yeah. the store. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's mono blue mono blue tempo. It's called. I've I've got a few quenches. They're just like. Hold, they're just jammed in a door to stop it from uh, the wind getting through. <laughs> yeah, there's some at work as well. I'll unfold them and iron them out for you. And you can put them <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so then in response to the mono blue tempo deck, uh, we have the re-rise of White Weenie. So uh, White Weenie just wasn't really present in the meta at the start of this format. Yeah. Um, but it is one of the few decks that gets under mono blue um, tempo and can just sort of like attack them to death before they can get their creatures big enough. Has this got a life gain component to it? Not necessarily. It's just like a bunch of two ones and like three ones where they they play them the same time Mono Blue is playing their threats. So you get underneath their counter spells and then you can just attack them with more power before they can they can get you. Oh, so it's more like one of those strategies where you play a dumb creature and they go, ugh, don't really want to counter that. And you play another dumb creature and they go, don't want to counter that. And before they know it, there's a board full of dumb crap creatures <laughs> that they didn't want to counter and they're getting beaten by them. Yeah, yeah let's think... Uh, and they go Banalish Marshall or yeah, something and pump yeah, their team. Yeah. Mo- Mono White can unload their hand by, like, turn three. If they just go <laughs> yeah. land, one drop, land, one drop, one drop, uh, like, land, and then just, you know, play some more one drops and then play their, you know, their mm. convert, uh, convoke spells. So well, if The you- problem is all, all your threats and interaction cost one or two mana. Yep. So you go, uh, Merfolk, uh, do you still play the unblockable thing? No. 
No, you don't need it anymore. So the, Siren Storm Tamer, and then next turn they go, yeah, kill it, and you go, Wizard's Retort. And then the next turn you go, Quench. And then you go, Curious Obsession, and I have a counter spell up. It's like really, really, really strong. Wait, we're talking about Mono White? Mono Blue, sorry. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. So the, the Mono White was the, is the deck that rose to prominence to counter Mono Blue. Um, and that is because their threats just go underneath Mono Blue. Um, it's, all of these decks, include, including Mono Red on top of this, is... You hardly need any mana to play them, to right? Play if them, you've yeah. got, like, if you draw a, a mono red deck and it's got one mon mountain and one red mana and the rest and six spells, yeah, good, let's go. And I imagine it's the same with the, the blue and the white, is it? It's like, you yeah, can, it's you similar. Like, very little. I think two mana the blue deck's comfortable with. If yeah. You've got two mana and then, like, a Curious Obsession, then you're quite happy keeping that hand. Mm. And the mono white deck, if you've got, like, a Legion's Landing, which can turn into a land. Yeah. And a couple of one drops, then you're fine with having like one land, maybe two lands with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so th- those that's sort of the the evolution of the format. But then uh, there's a bunch of other decks that are just good decks that we have floating around as well. Yeah. Uh, Aaron mentioned Esper Control, so we've got a bunch of control decks in the meta still. See, I would love that to be a thing because that seems like playing proper Magic, but <laughs> you just get nailed to the wall sometimes by. By faster, red. Yeah. yeah, by mono red. Something yeah. that moves a lot faster than you uh, do if you can't control it. Mono red's obviously still a huge factor as well, but yeah, Esper control and that are the opposite ends of the spectrum and somewhere in between lie all these other decks. Yeah. So like the, the other decks that we have that are actually popular decks because they're fun to play. Yeah. Uh, stuff like Saltai Midrange, which leans on the new Hydroid Crassus and Incubation Druids. Um, which uses the old engine of the Explore Creatures and Wild Growth Walker to gain a bunch of life and power, um, a couple of Planeswalkers, and then just throw down their huge Hydra, draw a bunch of cards and win the game that way. Mm. Um, we have Esper Midrange, which is my favorite deck, but I don't think I'll play it, which is a bunch of uh, gold cards one. and then Hero of Precinct 1, which every time you play yeah. a gold card, a multicolor card, um, create a one-one. Create human. a one-one. Yeah. So when you go like uh, this and a thief of sanity, which lets you, you know, draw cards yeah. from your opponent's deck, and then it's <laughs> like Basilica Bellhorn, you're gaining heaps of life and making discard cards, and then you know you're playing Teferi or Lyra or Seraph of the Scales. You're just playing all these amazing cards, and you're gaining one-ones off of it as well. Mm. Um, and then this deck, along with the Saltai Midrange deck, can run one of the most important cards in this format, which is uh, Thought Erasure, which mm-hmm. is uh, black and a blue for uh, a card that lets you look at your opponent's hand and discard a card from it, and then um, surveil one, which is look at the top card of your library and either discard it or put it on top. And this card is so important against the um, against both the, the aggressive decks where you just need to get rid of that one card that's going to tie their deck together or tie their hand together, um, and against like the Nexus decks, which you just get rid of their Nexus of Fate or their Wilderness Reclamation, they just can't play the game anymore. Yeah. So when you can play this in your main deck, the, the decks just become so interactive and powerful um, that it's hard for the other decks to actually do what they're... like, maintain their game plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, there's a couple of other decks like the next the the gates decks which which yeah that's so, actually a legit thing it actually doing. it's standard yeah growth spiral which is the the card lets you put a uh, land into play yeah allows you to accelerate fast enough to keep up with the other decks so if you can just play a growth spiral uh get a land ahead which means that you're no longer a land behind because of the gates yeah. which is like on parity but now you're playing a four color deck a five color deck yeah. so you've got access to a bunch of powerful spells and the secret source to this deck is uh gates of blaze 
which is actually just a three mana destroy everything. <laughs> and it never kills your Gatebreaker Rams, which are your Tarmogoths in this deck. If you go yeah. turn two Growth Spiral, uh, put another Gate into play, turn four Gate Ram, it's a freaking 6-6 six, six for three mana. Like, with Vigilance, Vigilance and, Trample. and Trample. What a huge threat. Like, they, they have to have non-damage based removal to be able to kill it. And if you Gates of Blaze and wipe their board, Ram always survives your Gate because it has two base tough power and toughness yeah. anyway. Um, and, uh, yeah, Gate Colossus, I don't know what that parallel is, but it's like Gurmag Angler or something. It's like, and oh. you don't even need to work to put cards in your graveyard to delve. You just go, Gate, 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 <laughs> yeah. Gate, Turn yeah. 4, Colossus. And then like, isn't it, Gate oh, with, Colossus with is kill, you, kill your Colossus, and then you play Gate, you can bring it back? Yeah, especially right? with cards like Guild Summit, which, yeah. which when you play Gate, you draw a card. So you just like play a gate, stack the triggers so that you put your gate clusters from your graveyard on top of your deck, oh, draw the gate clusters and play it for free. Oh my god. So like against control decks, every gate you play is an 8-8. Eight, eight. Mm. Yeah. Um, which Not to is mention when you draw multiples. Yeah. yeah. And then there's cards like the, the angel, which gains your life for each gate you control. Mm. Um, the land, which gains three life, which insulates you against mono red. So there's just a bunch of like bad cards when put together make yeah. quite a good deck. I kind of like that. I yeah. like it when that happens. Um, so yeah, that's that's the shape of standard right now. Um, which, I would be playing. Yeah, I was going to say which one bubbles to the top. So right, so if well, it depends what you where you're playing really. If you're playing, <laughs> I, I don't know about best of one. I'm GP assuming, tomorrow. GP tomorrow. What are you getting um, taken? Oh yeah, So what I think is your suitcase? Mono blue is probably still one of the most represented decks at the G, uh, at a GP. Mm. I would probably take. Um, a, a white weenie deck or an because it's best against the blue yeah you're so playing against blue. the or like game a salti mid-range or an esper mid-range that's got a very a sideboard that's very very heftily shifted towards mono blue so if you're playing a lot of like um mm. uh, crawl harpooners which is a three two with reach that can fight a flyer when it enters the battlefield for two mana uh, which is just like snipes their one drop, um, and then a bunch of duresses and stuff, and just trying to be very proactive in the sideboard against mono blue. I'd just be so nervous about playing those Esper mid range because I've, I've just been sort of got stuck so many times. I just feel like it could go against you if if you don't if you're not able to stabilize quick enough. It goes against you. Where the more aggressive decks, it sounds like which I know. I know you say mono blue isn't very aggressive, but the mono blue, mono white, mono red, yep. are very aggressive, trying to get the job done quickly. That's why I'd say they're probably, probably going to. Law of Averages says that that's going to beat the Esper mid range every time. Yeah, that's well, why I'd probably it, say like a, mm. a, a Sultai mid range specifically would be probably be quite good because of the Wild Growth Walker package, which gains you life against red, mm. the ability to duress out of the board and crawl Harpooner out of the board against mono blue. And then just your like your wrath effect in um, fine finality against mono white. So you've just like got enough insulation against all the decks yeah. to be able to effectively manage them. And then you also got interaction against control decks and nexus decks. So I think probably I'd be playing a Sultai deck, um, yep. if not mono blue. So see that at Friday Night Magic next week. <laughs> all right, uh, Aaron, how's the uh, how's the limited format going these days? What's it's- it's good. I don't ever want to play sealed again, but I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. draft until the new set comes out in Magic Arena. Yeah. Um, yeah, draft's good. It doesn't have the kind of direct shifting metagame that constructed has, but it kind of does. Um, it does though, doesn't it? Because like I, I harked. Yeah. I I, uh, f- 
I, I mentioned it earlier on the podcast that we would get to this. This was our discussion, wasn't it? It's like we felt like we were going to draft one way early on, and it seems to have changed a little bit, and we've seen we're making different calls all of a sudden. Is is that to do with the, the speed of drafting? Yeah, I, I, I think it's everyone feeling their way through what works and what doesn't work, and as we start trimming down cards like, uh, I don't know, Coral, Commando, and yeah, less and less people will start putting those in their deck and putting actual good cards in, the the format looks like every card still has a question mark above it. Do you take this over this? Do you play this over this? Mm. When you have a four drop to play, do you play Inheritance or do you play the four drop? Yeah. Um, creature. Um, so this format's nuanced. There's heaps of cool stuff to build around. Um, good uncommons, good weird multiple copies of uh, stuff like Persistent Petitioners and Goblin Gathering. So... This set has the makings of an all-time great. Yeah, it feels that way, doesn't it? It is, unfortunately, let down by the fact that I would say 95% of the drafts done of this format by people in the world have been on Magic Arena. Yeah. And we're drafting against bots and have to program them every few days to make sure that they're not leaving particular decks open and it's warping everyone's views on what draft is like it is ridiculous oh, yeah, like yeah. you'll be drafting and you go well like orzov is completely underdrafted right now like what's going on i'm getting you know that, a plus it, cards in orzov that is how it's been the last, last few days pick. i get second last pick uh, i was telling you about today second last pick dead revels grasping throw uh, yeah second oh, last pick really? grasping throw which yeah. is just hey, you I, don't pass that around a table of eight and everyone's like nah yeah you, you should not be the only person drafting Orzov at a table. I think I, it, I think I got last picked something. I can't remember what it was the other day. And it was just like this great card. And I was just like, how is that the last mm, pick in this, in this uh, pack? My, my second last pick was Summary Judgment. Sorry, my, I yeah. had two second last picks in two and three. And one was Summary Judgment, which I got passed. And um, Thrall, which I got passed. Yeah. It's like, so when, uh, when the, format, uh, the format first came out and the Gates deck was like discovered... Um, because hmm. the bots weren't drafting gates, yeah. every single deck I played against was a gates deck, and every single one had multiple rams, multiple um, of the colossus, angels, uh, uh, gates of blades, had all these key uncommons, um, just because the bots were never picking those cards. So then they programmed it, and then all of a sudden the gates track is literally undraftable because the bots yeah. just prioritized that. But then, you know, Rakdos is completely underdrafted. The way they've programmed the bots is problematic for... Um, for like actually understanding this draft format. Same. Uh, I played this deck today, the Orzov one I was talking about. Four of my five matches were Orzov mirror matches. And the thing that set us apart was I had inheritance and they didn't. So yeah. all that extra really good. Multiple oligarchs, multiple sacrifice outlets, lots of stuff, good sideboard <laughs> cards, whatever. I had inheritance, they didn't. I don't know if it should really be paying you off to just be in the right deck the bots feel like that day because then you just play other people who figured it out. Yeah, Seems exactly. Like pretty terrible. Every day I go, okay, my first draft is always a wash because I don't know what the bots are drafting today. Yep. Um, but I'm going to figure out what they are drafting and then my next three drafts today are just going to be all what they're yeah, not yeah. drafting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's a guy who's playing four drafts in a day. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the, welcome to the pod, Easy. Mishka Matzol. Uh Yeah, and if you get a Theory Lab solution on top of that, you've just won, right? Yeah, it's just, um, if if that's the case, I'm, I've I don't think I've drafted a pure Orzov deck. Just white would, black. It's it's pretty refreshing because all it. of your folks turn into ones one ones with flying, 
and yeah. all your removal's pretty good. Yeah. You've got lots of good choices throughout the game. I, I really like playing all those other games. Oh, so. yeah. I would love to. I just don't feel like I've been given the option. <laughs> yeah. The um, uh, other successful draft archetypes I've had have been High Alert, which also they yep. don't seem to be able to program the bots to prioritize the gates slash... Um, well, it all five, depends on four, whether you get high alert stuff. or not. You get high alert. Yeah. Then if you get two high alerts, your deck's great. Um, oh, and my God. In yeah. pretty much everything. Like, I've cut two ones because they don't work with my high yeah. alert. But Gateway Sneak, Concordia Pegasus, Azorius Knight Arbiter. In the even stupid Senate that we're talking about before. Yeah. It, heaps and heaps and heaps of stuff gets a power bonus from this. And... Um, yeah, I got highlighted yeah. to death the other day so quickly, and, and yeah. Mm. And the thing was... about that deck is, um, not only your highlight deck, but you're also a mill deck because your entire strategy is just. I've, I've never done that. Oh, you've personally. never done that. I've, I've you never just, even... you just play. You don't even have to play like that many participant petitions. Just like one or two. But if you're just playing a bunch of high toughness creatures, the board's going to stall. Your opponent can't attack into you because mm. they're trading like one for one a massive creature for. A, an... And every now and then your petitioners are a three three to block. Yeah, something. exactly. And then yeah. you just keep going. You just keep grinding out until either they mill out or you draw your high alert. Mm. Mm. All right. Uh, we all went to the Sydney GP, no, except for Mishka. Yeah. Uh, just the other week. Uh, what's, the, what's the report on the Sydney GP, Aaron? Well, how'd that go? Sealed deck. Sealed decks. <laughs> Everyone had a bunch of fun. Yep. I played a lot of grinders on the Friday. Went 0-1, 0-1, 1-1, 0-1. And then I went home. Yeah, I went sad. And yeah. that was sad. And then on Saturday, opened a pool which contained, as my six res, Bedevil. Yep. Good. All right. Yeah. yeah. Judith. Oh, very good. Cindervines. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Smothering Tithe. Oy. Font of Agonies. Oy. Verity Circle. Oy, 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 oh, oy. my gosh. So I was like, oh. <laughs> Four practically unplayable enchantment rares. Two Rakdos cards. Guess I'll try Rah. How are your gold cards? Not good. Oh, okay. uh, played Orzov <laughs> splashing those two cards, but it didn't end up being any better than the, my Rakdos. So yeah, I played Rak, uh, Orzov so you and got then that changed into Rakdos yep. like half aggro for game two and three, dependent on the matchup. And I went two, three in like reasonably quick rounds in the first five rounds. Sixth round I won, seventh round I lost, eighth round I won, or mm. maybe the sixth and seventh were the wrong way around. But like the the tournament was fun, and um, I went four one in an MCQ on a Sunday with a sealed deck with Ethereal Absolution in it. But I felt a lot more like I could work with what I'd been presented, whereas this one was like it's mm. rough. What about the whole Magic Fest? Magic Fest as a word seems to confuse people. I see it as an umbrella term that. You know, sits over the top of a GP and a bit of a small magic convention. Uh, yeah, did, did, was there a change of speed? I in think the magic it was literally fest? like changing your ch- changing the name of your brand so it appeals to a new audience. And the new audience is casual players. They didn't yeah. want to be like Grand Prix weekend because it turns casual players off from going because they're like, why would I go to a Grand Prix? I don't want to play competitive. Yeah, I'm not competitive. Yeah. yeah, whereas Magic Fest is more like what it actually is, which is a huge array of side events and stuff to do. The main event is Grand Prix Sydney. You can just ignore it. There's heaps of vendors. Yep. There's artists and stuff there. Magic Fests are 
Grand Prix weekends. I, and I ignored I just wish they had a better by... name before they started printing it on playmats such as this one in front of me. <laughs> I ignored it by accident because uh, everyone that I was going with forgot to tell me to enroll in the main event. So uh, I just did all the side events continuously over the whole weekend. I had a good time. I was mm-hmm. mentally exhausted by the time it finished and I still had two drafts to go. Those last two drafts weren't fun. They were just a chore. Yeah. But uh, I think they, I learned a lot and uh, had a lot of fun. I think I'd go to the next one quite quite merrily. It was they're, yeah, they're just quite good. They're that just was my good first fun. GP. Yeah, the group the group that you go with as well. Like we just yeah. like, hang out in the evenings and talk crap and moan, talk a lot of magic, moan about uh, certain groups in the community. No, I moan about being flooded. Moan about moan judges about screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely some mm. of that, um, which you probably can't talk about. Um, but yeah, Magic Fest. It seems to be like as a as a first time goer, I thought that was all that was fine. I I, I would be, I was just in more interested to see here if um, regular GP goers felt like the Magic Fest took anything away from the GP experience. Uh, it, it is seem- a GP experience. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's the, same the, thing, right? the name change and vague vibe change, and not for us and franchise players, they're for the people who weren't going to GPs before. So and it's just I the- don't think it's working because everyone just laughs when you say Magic Fest. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just the grumbly people go, it's always been called a Grand Prix. Uh, now you've changed it. I'm not happy. Pro Tour as well. They choose a Pro Tour to the Mythic Championship. It's just hard to stupid. say. You yeah. go, who's uh, qualified for the MC later? And you're like, what? Oh, the Mythic Championship. What's Master that? The Pro Ceremonies. Tour. Why don't you just say the Pro Tour? Yeah. yeah. Pro Tour sounds good, right? I like it. The PT, the Pro Tour, it comes from a Gives poker something background. to aspire yeah. to. Mm. Oh, aspiring to do something. That gets me back to something else that we can't talk about. All right. Um, Actually, a uh, quick question. Yes. Uh, out of curiosity... The top placing decks in the sealed portion, um, did they have any sort of like yeah. similarities oh, about was. them? They yes. sure did. After they six, sure did. After six rounds, <laughs> spoke to one of the judges and they said they'd noticed on their wanderings around all the all of the undefeated decks, all of them, no exceptions, from their perspective, had either Hydrid Crisis, third best row in the set, Biogenicus, second best round set, or Ethereal Absolution, or someone who had two of them. <laughs> which is Ethereal Absolution splashed in a uh, wasn't oh, yeah. green, green deck? red deck or some green blue deck. Yeah. yeah. Well, Rhythm Ouch. of the Wild didn't feature in that conversation, did it? I thought that was something else that came in there. Nope. No, mm. the, the rhythm of the wild is just a, a decent just card. Decent. But yeah. It like is those, the rhythm of the wild. I know it's the so reds are insanely good and sealed. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll come back. Any other news on drafting constructed GPs? We don't know what the next GP in the southeast, uh, yeah, southeast Asia kind of region is that we'd be thinking of going to. Taipei. Do we? We're looking at Taipei in yeah. June. Yeah, as a um, standard competition. I'm not sure if it's standard or limited. We think it's standard limited, but on the official website, when we checked the other day, it didn't say. Right. Okay. Cool, cool. Keep you abreast of that one shortly. And after this, with a bit of flavor text. 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 Aaron's already won this one, I think, because he's on on the stream. We were thinking of doing a, uh, a score, a scorecard. 
you can't see that if you're listening to the audio version. I'm a very powerful wizard. He is, and he's so far in front. <laughs> let's say, let's say Aaron's already won because yep. I can't find the scores. Um, seven two. It's oh, okay. I was very average farm remembers seven two. Um, okay, you ready for the title of the flavor text? Yeah. Are any of you reading this flavor text? No, because I'm playing a read now. It doesn't show unless you click on it. RNA of you reading flavor text. RNA of you. Yeah, I get it. You get it? <laughs> it's hard to say and get it. You know, just snappy. All right, here we go. Flavor text number one. Never boring. Flavor text number one. Yeah. RNA of you reading flavor text. Never boring. Hmm. I love this one. When I read this one, I was like, yep, that's the perfect flavor text because it's two words long. I don't have to read a lot and it's funny. Question number two, flavor text. Are any of you reading flavor text? If you can see your breath, it's too late to run. If you can see your breath, it's too late to run. Clues in the flavor text. Clues, clues, clues. If you can see your breath, it's too late to run. And finally, uh, in flavor text, for are any of you reading flavor text, the flavor text is, the suffering of others is not my concern. The suffering of others is not my concern. Those are your three flavor texts for RNA. To figure out whether we're going to be able to do another Ravnica Allegiance quiz before we do another PPP. Uh, it could be War of the Spark. Spoilers next time for all you know. Oh, we'll probably do another flavor text one before we finish because no one knows what War of the Spark flavor text will be about. All right, fellas, how are you going? Nickel Bolas for all three? Yep. Yeah, cool, cool. All right, uh, Aaron, never boring. What have you got? I had Theatre of Horrors, but I crossed it out because I think it has too much text in the box. So I wrote Drill Bit. That's the one I wrote as well. That is correct. Yes. From both of you, Drill Bit. Never boring. It's never uh, boring when someone's drilling into yeah. you with a drill. Boring a hole. That's good, right? Never boring. <laughs> Clever. All That's right. not what you want. Mishka, if you can see your breath, it's too late to run. Chillbringer? Aaron? Chillbringer. Wow. We're two for two. In oh flavor text. No one's ever gotten a perfect score. I don't think, as a team, you two need to really focus now because no one's ever got yep. three for three as a team, both of you. Yeah, wow. All right, Aaron, the suffering of others is not my concern. This flavorfully ties into Pitiless Pontiff, but I don't know the flavor text of that card. Mishka? Is that Rakdos Lord of Rights? <gasps> no, not Lord of Rights. Rakdos. Oh, what Showstopper. Is Showstopper. Showstopper, yeah. They've split their answers, so we're not getting a perfect 6-6. Six, six. Oh, shit. <laughs> Neither of you are right. Uh, yeah. Is it, it's, is it a Rakdos card? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any second guesses? No. Aaron? No. Ill-gotten inheritance. Oh god! Oh my god! Oh my god. No, no. I played so much of that so card. entitled. Yeah, there you go. So we had uh, Drillbit, Chillbringer, and Ill-Gotten Inheritance. Aye, aye, aye. I, think 
heavily play all of those except for drill bit maybe do you play drill bit much i quite like it yeah yeah i, I quite like it in, in sealed and slower decks because you can't deal with all their bombs oh, i've forgotten it got an inheritance it's so nice very good yeah, yeah so good well shut up all right that was flavor text i think aaron won overall but who cares we all learned something about flavor <laughs> i care <laughs> Hot garbage. Mishka Matzol, what's your hot garbage for? Uh, Wilderness Reclamation, specifically in Limited, is a garbage card. Do not play it. There's, there's like maybe a 1% where you, like 1% of your decks, you actually want it. So never play it and you, it's going to be good for you. Yep, okay. Aaron, uh, hot garbage? My hot garbage is Gate Colossus. <gasps> this card. Controversial. Yeah, that is controversial. Is dumb. What would. <laughs> What were you thinking? It costs four or five mana most of the time, and it keeps coming back. What an annoying... But I'm playing 24 gates. Uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> then I definitely can't do anything about it. Hot garbage, Gate Colossus. Oh. Do so a better design, mate. Make it cost 10. Because <laughs> that will change a lot. Yes, that <laughs> will change everything. Oh, wow. Controversial hot garbage. That was it. Neats and twos, we've got nothing. We've got no news, we've got no neats. There's talk of a pro tour. Yeah, there's a pro tour coming up in like nine days. A mythic championship. Sorry, mythic, mythic championship. championship. But we don't know where it is. We yep. can't remember. It's not London. It's been surprisingly quiet. It's somewhere in the world it's... other than London and Perth. <laughs> it's no, neither of those places. <laughs> I suppose tune in. You, you'll be able to get that on the YouTube channel. Are they streaming on YouTube or oh, yeah. Twitch? Twitch and YouTube. Yeah? I'm not sure though. Mm. Okay, both. Both format. Mm. Multi-format. Multi-format. That's amazing considering they don't do any coverage for stuff like yeah, that. That was Sydney the most disappointing thing that came out recently, the fact that they've stopped coverage of GPs. Yeah, right. That's, that was a bit crap. There's the, dr- nothing... the dream is to get your face featured on the site and stuff. Yeah, yeah and at the GP, uh, my first GP, they had the feature table with some Two random, well-playing, okay-doing dudes mm. and dudettes. And uh, no coverage. So there's no point. They were just dragged to one side to play on a table that was no different to the table that they began at. Mm. It just had a little bit more space. And people came and stood near them. Yeah, I've, I've seen some pretty sad shots coming out of current GPs where they're like, have to start packing up the feature match area and they just play on regular tables. And there yeah. was that Magic Arena ad that was like, the world will know when you win the, the... And then everyone's like, the world will know. And it's just like a low-quality, gra- low grainy photo of these dudes drafting on some back-ass table to win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To win like three and a half grand. It's just like... With a tarpaulin thrown over the table and yeah, it's just spilt s- Pepsi Max underneath. It's just sad where it's at right now. I, I think they need to fix a bunch of stuff. Especially because Magic's in such a good place. Yeah. Just... Everything around it is yeah. so not. And they mm. must be get, doing all right with Arena. This can't be a funds thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Cash flow there. All right. Uh, if we mentioned your name or your question or anything like that, uh, especially if we didn't know you, that negates everybody from this podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, except Archie. We'd send you some stuff. Archie, if you want to write to us, <laughs> uh, podcast at sevenlandhand.com. We'll send you a uh, seven land hand badge for free um, and uh, you can win Dixit by leaving a comment on the post for episode 138 it's currently pinned to the top of our seven land hand Facebook page which is exciting you can just win a copy or listen, listen to episode 138 get the password go into your good game store say the password uh, for the rabbit meeples is the password and you'll get 10% off 
Dixit. It's a classic. Um, we're going to be back in a fortnight with our review of Dragon Castle. Have you been playing that yet, Aaron? Have you got? I've played a couple of basic games with no dragons or spirits, and it is a bit of a brain burner. It's yeah, like Azuli puzzle style thing. Yeah, it's good. I, I quite like it. Yeah. Cool. I've got to say, uh, Matt has taken my copy, so I can't play it. And uh, there's a few things that have come up that have gotten in the way of our schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm a bit worried about whether we're going to play or to play it. So <laughs> we've got to do our homework super fast. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we also did uh, some stuff for uh, A Damsel's Tale, which we've put on YouTube. Hopefully we'll get to do something else. But I put my stats for that on Board Game Geek the other day. You did? Yeah. Uh, and? Did you well, got to win? I, I, I only you won, you that didn't you? I won one time as the knight yeah. and lost twice. Yeah. Uh, but incredibly difficult to do as the knight. Yeah. Uh, and we'd That's a prototype. We'd like to version. figure out the the, the yeah. final version of the game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it was good. Compact little little box thing, yeah, yeah. push your luck a little bit, a little bit of skill, a little bit of randomness. Good. Yeah, there's a game in there. Um I don't know if the prototype is uh got has got it all. It'd be good to see what happens. Um all right. anything anything you wanna say before we, we depart, Mishka? No, I think I'm think I'm good. Getting... Oh, I'll save my premonition for now. Okay, you ready for oh. this? Okay, late premonitions. We haven't got the instruments, but yeah. Um, I think it's possible that the uh, October set, which they haven't announced yet, is like under the underwater Atlantis-themed. It's going to be fucking mad. Because they started talking about merfolk in the undersea of Ravnica for no reason. No. There's a bunch of relevant... Stop talking. ...weird creature types like fish and crab and... Kraken? jellyfish and all kraken? this kind of stuff and they have done yeah kraken <laughs> like they've done weird stuff like that before but 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 why but like it also seems like a pretty cool way to introduce a bunch of stuff that will be relevant for different reasons hmm. now and we the go, mark yeah, rose water oh, tip ha, ha, off ha. which everything this year is going to be super exciting super exciting and if there's some atlantis set that they call atlazan or whatever probably not because <laughs> Ixalan was was that yeah um then yeah, i think we expect with... like an atlantis themed set in oh, October. but it's gonna but be full pretty, of merfolk right I'm... there'll be a lot of merfolk then but the old merfolk will rotate now i'm a bit sick of that's I'm a check of... against this theory though because yeah. it would bring merfolk back just as they I, was, I used to be really excited about um, tribal decks, and now I think I really hate them. I think I hate them as well. They're too linear and boring. Yeah. yeah. They always play the same. Yeah. Well, we've got that one. innovating with their Merfolk deck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a tribal deck. Coral Commando instead of Commander. I do really <laughs> like Deeper Waters, though. That card is That card's really sick. Yeah, that's good. All right, we've got it down. We've got it sorted. <laughs> tribal decks, stupid. There you go. We got to the end of it. <laughs> goodbye. And goodbye, everyone. Good night. Good night. Goodbye.